is there anything in the news that we want to talk about? Any announcements animation wise that's that are worth mentioning? I mean, we probably don't really want to talk about this, but did you hear about that? The the whole Dan Harmon bento box NFT? Yes. I'm so fucking annoyed because I was really looking forward to that show. I was I mean, like, and I'm still going to watch it. But like, why? What the hell is that? Right. (laughs) What is that? I don't get it. I I just I, I can't. I mean, like part of me feels like maybe their mindset in it is like okay so like back in the day when they made cartoons you would have animation cells you could sell those off you know what i mean you could sell off the animation cells as memorabilia that doesn't exist anymore (laughs) like they don't make cells for for computer animated stuff now right so so maybe in their mind it's like well if we sell off nft assets it's this effectively the same thing as these like one-of-a-kind cells that we may used to make you know but i don't know i don't understand what that entails it's funded by blockchain what the fuck does that mean i don't understand i I, I can't even (laughs) it's like i don't understand any of that stuff and i don't want to ask because i don't want anybody to i don't want to be stuck listening to somebody explain that to me you know (laughs) Like, I don't care. Yeah, it does sound like people tell me it's bad for the environment. Then you know what? Then I'm against it. It's like the most (laughs) annoyingly uninteresting thing (laughs) on the planet. Yeah, it took me like uh, years to understand Bitcoin, uh, and I still haven't gotten to the point where I care about it. Right. Um, NFTs. I'm at square one still, basically. (laughs) It's crypto art. It's just crypto art, which sounds cool, but it's actually bad. It does does sound sound cool. I will give it that. That is a very cool. Now that that you call it crypto art, I'm like, tell me more. I'm interested (laughs) in that. That's a pretty good cold open conversation. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Crypto art. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, buy our cartoons that curse NFTs. Yeah, we're starting. Yeah, we got that, it. Does that make sense I, to even say that? Buy our NFTs. I'm trying to make a joke, I think, and I don't I think understand that's right. the damn thing. That's right. Look, we're we've got some CTC tokens, and they are non fungible. All right, so uh, buy, our, <laughs> buy our family got meter NFT, as you can see here. <laughs> <laughs> by our, our our cartoons that currency <laughs> yeah, ah, ah, cartoon, cartoon, cartoons that crypto <laughs> cryptos that um, currency. And, and if you want fungible tokens get the fuck out of here we don't have any <laughs> fungible tokens like no fungible tokens <laughs> that's what we draw uh, on alright theme song I've been watching them for years, it's always been something that fit With all the animated characters that's doing their own bits With a fry who's in the future and a family guy that sucks With a father from a burger family runs a muck Show and spies is the same guy, except he totally say f- And diverse Let's watch cartoons that what the f*** is up, everybody? Welcome back to Cartoons That Curse. I'm here with my co-host, Toonrific Tariq. How you doing, Tariq? Yo, I'm all right. I'm all right. How you doing? Great. And we are here with our guest, who is also the producer of this show, yes, Michael is. Yunez. Is. You want to go by Michael, Hello, Mikey? What do, you, what do you want us to call you? 
Well, I'm Mikey, I guess. I mean, yeah. when you mention my name on the podcast in passing, and sometimes I leave it in just so that I'm a bit of a presence, you say True. Mikey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and sometimes so. sometimes you double it up when we say your name. It's like we just say <laughs> yeah. Mikey three, two or three times. Sometimes <laughs> I, I pull a piece of you saying it earlier and I ADR it on top of you talking just so that <laughs> I'm in there again. He just wants people to be really asking, who is this Mikey? Who is Mikey? <laughs> Today you get to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Big face reveal. Very <laughs> um, Mikey has been doing a great job editing and producing our podcast. We could not do this without him. Also, huge fan of the show we're talking about today, Archer. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Archer season one. Mikey, you and I have been friends for a long time. We've been talking Archer and watching Archer together for years, like 10 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I watched season one when it aired. I, I was uh, mm. I was a freshman in college. I was living in a dorm. My roommate, who's also named Mikey, by the way, uh, we were the Mikey's <laughs> funny, uh, even though he had a better claim to it because he was from Tokyo and it was like M.A.I.K.I. Like Mikey was his name, oh, not like a nickname. That is better. So Sorry. I was kind of the fraud. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah but he, he had like a, a 32 inch TV that he brought into the dorm that we were so psyched about. And he was big into Always Sunny, which is also still on. Yep. Um, and right. so we would see the ads for Archer and we would just be like, this looks so funny. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I specifically remember the joke in the ad was from the pilot when when Mallory's like, you're jetting off to Whore Island. He's like, oh, sorry, I was picturing Whore Island. <laughs> like, it's, it's the way that. I mean, honestly, uh, like this is. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. I was going to say, like, that's that's the thing about this show is that like the jokes are so snappy and so like gut punchingly funny that like mm -hmm. the ads the ads for the show I'm sure won over so many people to check the show out. Oh right. yeah, that's and what, that voice what, what got me. <laughs> yeah, we best so voice. all three of us watched Archer when it came out. Then hell yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, I haven't finished all of it because now there's 11 <laughs> seasons, but I've watched a lot of it um, and it's oh, a great yeah. show. It's a great show. You know what I didn't do that I should have done? I normally do this is I didn't really look up anything about the inception of Archer oh. uh, or like when it got why it got created, how they pitched it and all that. I wonder if there's anything on Wikipedia. To, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's maybe. like you can infer a lot of its influences, like especially just 60s spy media totally um, get smart and like really specifically get smart yeah, yeah. right because get smart was um kind of all about the office elements of uh of, of the spy agency which is right so much of this first season mostly because right. of i imagine budget limitations like they eventually like really expand visually and actually go on these adventures Whereas like the pitch for these first few episodes is almost like, what is it like, uh, you know, living among the drones in in in, in a spy agency? Right. You know, their it's, day to day office bullshit. It's like an office sitcom at a spy agency, basically. And there's exactly, sometimes yeah. they go out. Uh, sometimes you see them go out and they're on their on their missions and whatnot. I know Adam Reed also worked on C Lab and mm. Frisky Dingo. Frisky Dingo, right? Yeah. Which it looks um, identical to. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's got a very similar look to Frisky Dingo. I've tried to start Frisky Dingo a couple times and I couldn't get into it, but I want to I want to get into it. I want to watch it real bad. 
it seems so weird. And I have a feeling that like if I can if something can click in my mind, I'll dig it. But uh, the first couple times I watched it, I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> this so is what weird. Was Nash is also in that. Yeah. Uh, Archer's season one was like oh nine. I want to say. Yeah, it was oh nine. So right. So out of everybody here, I was the one that wasn't supposed to be watching it. Uh, <laughs> so, damn was i like 12 I, 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 <laughs> like, something like oh that man this, this show truly, must have taught you a lot yeah. truly is a cartoon that curses though like yes uh, like futurama you're not going to hear somebody you know calling someone the pele of anal you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this show is like very dirty yeah, it is. It's raunchy as hell. And I guess that's because it's on cable like network shows aren't going to go there. Although, you know, right. and it was, a, it was a time when you were allowed to say shit also. And so they would basically work shit into everything. Like they'd say what right. the shit like for <laughs> shit's sake. Uh, right. Um, it is interesting how like even cable cable used to not say shit. And then it feels like South Park broke that wide open with their shit episode. It, it right. And fan. now it doesn't matter. Right. Like, I, yeah, they just say like they I say shit all, all the time. time. They say shit all the time uncensored on cable now. Um, right. Yeah, they just bleep fuck and anything worse than fuck. <laughs> so, right. I didn't uh, realize the version of Archer on Hulu was censored until like a couple episodes in. Right. Because I watched it. Shit. You know what? I watched it on. I have the Blu-ray and I watched most oh, of God. them on the Blu-ray or like half of them on the Blu-ray. And I don't remember if it's censored on the Blu-ray or not. I think it's uncensored, but I'm not sure. I watched it on Hulu and I don't. I, I didn't think it was censored. So um, there was one thing that happened what? that made me go, oh, wait, this is a censor. It was, I don't, uh, we're going to get to it. But it's the uh, the job offer episode where Archer. Oh, I know exactly what it is. It's a literal blur. It's a literal blur. And right. you know what? I, that was on the Blu-ray I watched. I watched that one this morning. That was also on the Blu-ray. The blurry. It was blurred? So, yeah. Okay. So. Wow. Uh, maybe it was so raunchy <laughs> that they were like, well, no one can see this. <laughs> and they definitely like censor, censor F-bombs. I don't think that they use them too much, but I remember right. there is the one bit in the pilot where he's beating Pam with the, the dolphin. Going, well, oh, yeah. Dolphin, Pam. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that <laughs> shot so much. Just beating her with the dolphin <laughs> puppet. It's so funny. It was in the... I don't know if we're, this is breaking the fourth wall, but remember when you edited the first cut of the theme song? That's I the specifically Archer. chose that clip because I love that clip so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there are so many good shots in, in Archer. Just the art style of the show is truly fucking incredible. I love it. And it's like, and I think they do a really good job with their blocking and framing to kind of yes. make up for their limited animation. It Like they do really creative work with how they frame everything. Absolutely. I was especially attuned to that this time yeah yeah me too um yeah should we uh, this is get a... into the pilot or yeah, yeah it seems like we pilot. just really want to talk about archer now because we're like yeah. getting into episodes that are later on <laughs> yeah exactly um well season one episode one i guess the other thing to talk about is that this show is pretty much exclusively written by adam reed occasionally co-written episodes but it's like almost every single episode is credited as written by adam reed i think it still had a writing I think it still had a writer's room, but like he's the one who drafts all the scripts. And mm -hmm. uh, and then I guess up until the last two seasons, seasons 10 and 11 start uh, 10 brings in some other writers. And then 11, I don't think Adam Reed's even on it anymore. I think it's other people, right? Really? I think he left. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious. I'm real curious. Like, it seems like they uh, 
they wanted to keep it going. I, it was supposed to end at 10. So there was like, well, yeah, I remember that. Good. Let's keep keep it rolling. Um, uh, 101 is curse can't m- end. Right. That's true. <laughs> We're going to be 80. <laughs> well, the thing is, so like, even, even just from South Park and The Simpsons, we're gonna we're gonna never be able to end this podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Archer yeah. season thirty, Simpsons season forty-eight. Yep, it's gonna be a weird time. Uh, even Family Guy, Family Guy is gonna be 25. at season thirty. It's gonna be wild. You ever think about that? Like how after Simpsons came out, like it just nobody bats an eye at how long cartoons last anymore. Like right. After True. Simpsons hit 20, nobody paid attention to the fact that SpongeBob's been around for 20 or Family Guy. Like right. that doesn't matter anymore. Like I I feel like um whenever you bring up the fact that Bob's Burgers is now over 10 years old, people are like, "What do you mean? That show just came out." They're institutions, uh, you know. Right. And it's also weird that they Fox we're a little this is a little bit tangent, but Fox's mega hits in terms of adult animation came every 10 years. It was Simpsons and then 10 years later, Family Guy and then 10 years later, Bob's Burgers. So they're due. What do you think it is? The Great North? Duncanville? Shit. What's going to be the next mega hit? <laughs> one of the new House Broken. That's the House one. House Broken. Man. Yeah, there it is. I love that starring Lisa Kudrow and I want that show to be so good and the trailers aren't doing much for me yet, but I'm going to give it a shot because I love Lisa I am Kudrow. Too. What day is that? It's I a Monday. They, it's a weird day to they picked for it. It comes out on a they're Monday. They're expanding. Uh, they're trying to expand animation domination to two days. So they're going to do Sunday right. and Monday. And uh, and I think it's going to air with Duncanville or something. It's going to air with some yeah. other something else. Yeah. Right. The big um, question I have, I guess, is can a show on a network grow to become a big institution still? Right. You know? Exactly. Uh-huh. Like it, it. I guess they'd have to look at they have to take other things into account, not just ratings because like Simpsons family guy, Bob's burgers ratings, all steady decline for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. TV ratings just going down across the board because everyone watches on Hulu. So how, mm-hmm. how much do those Hulu numbers affect those decisions, that decision-making there? Um, That's true. And if there's just like, if there's that like Fox to streaming pipeline, then sure. I don't see why not a, right. a Fox show could become, you know, another gigantic hit and they're clearly trying to do it because they are they've they pretty much bought bought slash invested in bento box and they are now expanding animation domination to two days a week and they're and they've greenlit like half a dozen new things that are coming out there's house broken there's this the dan Harmon nft show right (laughs) um there's uh but there's a ton they've like they've there's so much that they're like developing to bring over to these two animation domination days. And I feel like it's because they know the Simpsons realistically can't last 10 more years. <laughs> like just, just logistically based on the ages of the actors, like you got to let yeah. them sleep y'all. <laughs> like, they gotta, right. yeah. 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 Like, I don't know. They, you, you, you hear people talk about, uh, Julie, Julie Kavner and, yeah. um, just kind of like what's been going on with uh, Marge's voice in the past uh, few years and how it's uh, there's a lot more rasp. She sounds a little more tired. It doesn't affect the performance, right? Because she's still, Julie Kavner is still Julie Kavner. She's still really great. But just like vocally, like when they try to make Marge, when they write that Marge has to scream, 
it does kind of yeah, sound work. like it might <laughs> yeah. it might strain a throat or something like that. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Even is she the only one that is kind of like that? For though, like, how does everybody else sound to you? Like, I think everybody. I else I don't else. notice any major differences in many of the other cast members. Right. Um, I feel like it's all kind of been so gradual over the years that, like, if there are cha- if there are adjustments and changes in them, that it like mostly sounds. It's like I've gotten used to it at this point. The thing, but the other thing they just did is they just like they just replaced like Doctor Hibbert's voice. Um, have right. you heard? Have you heard the new voice? It's very different. New, that, yeah, it is. It's uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah, great uh, voice actor. Right. Doing a little twist on the cuz Kevin Michael Richardson has a very specific deep voice that he uses yes. for some characters. And he's doing that for Dr. Hibbert, but not really. It's like an adjustment to that. Right. Um but it's just for me, I don't know. It might it's going to take time to get used to. It's just a little yeah. too bassy for Hibbert for me. That's I think it that's does, what, what it is. Yeah, it doesn't it just I mean, especially after 31 seasons of the character sounding a certain way, right. it's pretty hard to like all of a sudden them to sound real different. Um, but, you know, it's not it's definitely not a bad performance. It's just no. different. It's just different. Yeah. <laughs> he has a good laugh. You hear his Hibbert laugh. It's a pretty good Yeah, I like the laugh. laugh. Yeah. It's it's a pretty good one. Um, yeah. The new Carl is good. Be... Did, you have, did you hear the new Carl? I, like I haven't the heard Carl. the new Carl yet. Who do you know who's new playing Carl's Carl? Good. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know the uh, the guy's name, but he's in the first episode of 32. 32. Um, nice. And I'll I thought he did a good job. And the new Cleveland is insane. Like it, it it's, it's <laughs> really, you would think, you would think that they're lying to us and he just put Mike Henry back in a booth. Like, <laughs> he, <laughs> it's like really, that close. Yeah. It's, it's. I could show you a clip and you'll just think, oh, I thought this is this one, season 15 or something. No, it's this last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. All right. Well, that was a nice little Simpsons voice acting Fox Network tangent. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's 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 get into Archer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, there's too many cartoons that curse that we want to talk about. So right. sometimes we're going to do tangents. You all loved the Paddington 2 tangents. We're going to keep them up. <laughs> it's one of the best moments on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I think we got to just do a Paddington episode. We might Paddington have to cover Paddington. Paddington. I would love to do a Paddington episode. Man, just call we it Cartoons That Curse, but with an asterisk. You know what we need to make is we need to make a pad tree on. People can pay for it. It's funny because. It's funny because, like, I was so proud uh, listening to John uh, plug Paddington 2 mercilessly <laughs> on the podcast. But I, I also, it should be known that I was one of the people in John's ear for a long time before that oh trying gosh. to get him to watch those movies. He was the one who kept telling me it was great. And I kept saying, I don't see how that can be true. <laughs> I just don't see it. And sure enough, <laughs> he was right. Um, oh, and there's yeah. also the Nickelodeon Paddington series. I don't think they curse on it, but uh, you know, maybe they we do. Can, let's dub it maybe with curses do. and we'll then talk it. about we'll that. Make it curse. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, let's get so twenty ways. Archer Mulhunt. Yeah, Archer Mulhunt. Let's talk Mulhunt. about it. All right. So the pilot, the pilot is about Archer creating a rumor that there's a mole in ISIS, so that he can hack into the mainframe and adjust his expense account, which he has been expensing a lot of. Uh, uh, unnecessary things to the company. A uh, good, very good premise for the pilot of the show. It also, even just the cold open sets up the character and the relationships really right. well. 
Yeah, that's what um, I wrote as well. It's it's such a funny cold open. It sets up Archer's like attitude as a character brilliantly, and it sets up that weird relationship between him and his mother. <laughs> yeah, um, two which minutes is, long. Yeah, it's like a really efficient, effective cold open. And like I, you know, one thing watching through this first season again, I forgot how much of it, how much of like the undercurrent of the like character development has to do with Archer and his relationship to Mallory. Like there's so Mm. much involved with that. And then the other thing feels like the Archer and Lana and Cyril stuff. But um, yeah, like that's there. Honestly, I I would kept thinking how, Oh, there's, I should make a video about Archer and Mallory's relationship. Like that is a a ripe relationship to like deep dive into. Um, Absolutely. I'd watch that. Hell yeah. Good to know. (laughs) All right. I'm going to do it. Audience of one. (laughs) Uh, You've got one view, baby. (laughs) Um, What do you guys think about this episode? Uh, Treek, how are you feeling about Mole Hunt? This is great. This is a great pilot. This might be... uh, I think I I do like this um, a lot more than uh, Rick and Morty's pilot. Uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I do... I just thought thought this was really great. Um, I love that, like you said... It opens, it doesn't waste any time. The cold open establishes Archer and his relationship with his mother, like, instantly. And you get everything um, just from the interactions. And then after the cold open and after an intro, there's, like, this really, really clever um, scene where Archer is just, like, walking through the workplace and he keeps running into different co-workers, like, all the different yeah. co-workers. And it's paced like so, so well to where you understand like, okay, this is who this is. This is who this is. This is who this is. It's genius. I, I love it. It's really dope. Yeah. It's really effective. I know like we've only, this is obviously only the third show we've talked about, but like this, this pilot and Futurama's pilot are both really good examples of like establishing so much about our main character as quickly as possible so that we really understand, understand the character and their thing, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Great great pilots uh mikey what do you feel about how do you feel about mole hunt <laughs> i mean i think it stands as one of the best episodes of the entire show um, hell yeah and like I, I i've talking about this cold open i mean i counted 12 jokes in the two minutes like everything <laughs> is so layered you That's know bonkers. like every conversation like every line it's like all right how do we make this little line that you know is over in a blink like some reference to something that was said two lines earlier you know it's always like inverting itself and like there's always people misunderstanding each other because they're all sort of narcissists and always think that you're talking about what they're thinking about (laughs) i'll point out a few of those examples as we go along because it's like one of the most common joke structures in the show that's Um, that's a good point it does feel like every single one of these characters is a narcissist to a degree <laughs> every <Yeah>. single one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, as far as like this pilot goes I, I i mean archer is a show that i i guess later in its run maybe falls a little too in love with the callback jokes uh right. and mm. they're setting up so many of those in this first season and in like the first episode like you, you think of like the the black turtleneck joke you know, and how many times they call that back over over the course of, of the show. Right. 
And I'm sort of just tempted at this point to just list all the jokes that make me laugh out loud in this right. episode, you know? I mean, we should definitely really just pack it in. I think that this is going to be a great series of like I think covering the show on the podcast there's going to be so much of us just saying our favorite jokes because there's yeah, so yeah. freaking many good jokes and it's they're so good. and they they're just so good. Um, it's also just a high wire act in terms of comic timing. I mean like all these these voices are recorded separately so the rhythm of all the scenes and all the dialogue and all the jokes is completely made in the edit and they right. pretty wow. much do an immaculate job. Mm-hmm. Like nobody no show is better at the comedic, like dramatic pause. pause yes, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, my favorite the, one. The, uh, sorry, go ahead. I, I I feel like I know which one you're gonna say. The 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 Russian Jewish line. Oh, that's that's not the one or I was gonna not. say, but I do love that's, that one. That one's so good. <laughs> probably the best like long pause joke in the entire um, show. My I think my favorite one in this one is um um I'm gonna rub sand in your in your dead little eyes. <laughs> Also, I need you to buy sand. (laughs) (laughs) No, dude. Then he goes like, I need you to buy sand. I don't know if they grade it, but course. Yeah. (laughs) Another perfect one. I do really like, uh, what's it? Uh, uh, I make Lana stir fry every Friday. You know what we call it? Stir Friday. Huh. I'm supposed to see the better one. (laughs) That being the better option is hilarious to me. Yeah, that's like that's the thing is like what is what is what did he call stir fry? (laughs) I know, I want to know, I want to (laughs) know. Um, did you guys ever see there was this bonus feature on the Archer DVD? John, you said you have the Blu-ray. Yeah, I was actually going to bring this. I was going to bring this Archersaurus Rex. Yes. So basically, what what that was. I remember actually being kind of mad because when they were marketing that DVD, they were like, watch the never before seen the unaired pilot of Archer. And I was like, oh, damn, I got to get that DVD. And it turns out it's just a gag. It's the regular pilot. But instead of Archer, his character model is replaced with like a dinosaur, like a velociraptor. It's it's just a full on velociraptor (laughs) who only makes dinosaur noises instead of Archer's dialogue. And and the rest of the episode is exactly the same. But it's incredible because the jokes still play just because of that timing, (laughs) especially the Russian Jewish joke. Like that long pause and then a little dinosaur noise and like, yeah. I don't know, you idiot. like it's so good. I was yeah, I was gonna bring this up too. It is one of the most absurd gag special features that's ever been created. They re-rendered the whole episode replacing Archer with a Velociraptor. Including, I think, the opening sequence they redid, I think, with him as a Velociraptor. That's right, the credit sequence. Which by it's the way, that credit sequence, I mean come it's on, one of like, the best. One of the best. It's so, so, so good. I love the, I just love the art style of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's like, and it's also like, it's not overly complicated. It's just really well executed. You know what I mean? Like it's such a simple art style and they were able to use the simplicity to its advantage and with, and those, with those transitions. Um, And they kept expanding it, adding characters. That's right. Seasons. Like they, I got to figure out, I'm going to try to, um, Pam. Right. Yeah. Cause she was only just like a, she was like a, a co-star in this season, but now I think she, she got upgraded later. That makes a lot um, of sense. And then eventually, eventually Krieger, Lucky Yates, who appears in this episode, but doesn't have lines. He's very slowly say, becomes a character. I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. It's he, he like, there's like a few episodes where he doesn't talk. Like he's, he's, mm-hmm. he just doesn't have any words for a few episodes and he becomes part of me likes him better as like a part of me likes him better as like in the background 
but I think I do appreciate some of his stuff later on. I think he's worked best in moderation, but he is so funny. Um, we'll talk about some. Of my, there's one of my one of my fa- oh I don't remember what episode it's in. There's one of my favorite lines is from Krieger this season. Um, okay, okay. But uh, we'll see if I can remember which one it is. Um, also, one thing I noticed watching this season is just how obviously so many of these adult animated cartoons do flashbacks and archers are so they're so quick and they're always related to the situation at hand. Yeah. And it's, and it's all, and it never feels like too much of an aside. It always feels like it adds to whatever they're doing Mm, in the current scene. Uh, It's like one of the best uses I think of the flashback trope uh, slash device in, uh, in any of these shows. I, really I also good. wanted to say that, you know, the flashback thing is part of it, but the show is very much to me was always in conversation with Arrested Development, which came a few years earlier, right. not just because you have Jessica Walter in a very similar type role as Mallory, but you also have Judy Greer playing a secretary with the few True. screws loose. Uh, you they get, bring in Jeffrey you know, Tambor, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. You get David Cross eventually. Um, so I always sort of, thought of those two shows as being in conversation they're they're also like shows about unhealthy child parent dynamics <laughs> you know what i mean uh, yeah. <laughs> like it seems like and they're shows, shows about rich people <laughs> right yes exactly yeah. uh rich privileged people who can who can get away with more things than than any average person can because of their careers and or money <laughs> which is interesting uh both great shows both really good shows um man great great pilot great pilot it yeah, even it, if really when, an, when an episode works replacing the main character with a raptor you know it's a good episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh i will say we talked about it a little before but i do just want to reiterate that this show is 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 gorgeous and it definitely finds itself um later on in terms of the uh the movement and the animation right but it's all it always looks good yeah. but uh i noticed like in these earlier episodes rightfully so just like any other show they make a lot of choices that they wouldn't make i wouldn't say that the animation wasn't afterthought by any means but like i don't think i think the dialogue was the main focus in the forefront in these earlier ones you could see it because sometime like the way like an arm will go up and go down it's like oh they didn't really put the you know they would put like a certain twist on it a little later on in the show that i would notice so like sometimes i would notice the models will break a little bit um but even then like like you said johnny like the the blocking and everything like that like it's it's it just it's just it looks good it looks like it's like king of the hill you know how king of the hill just looks like a really a nicely filmed live action show like it's like that in a lot of respects the one thing that i don't like and they don't do it later on. They only do it in, I don't know if they do it in the second season, but I know they, I remember them doing it here because I remember not liking this as a kid. I really hate the downward shots where you can see from under the chin. <laughs> I hate those. <laughs> and they do them so often here. There's, there's one that works really well though. And it's in the last, second to last episode of the season. And it's when he's like, when he's like banging the secretary or the HR department person at, odin and so they do the undershot and it's oh, okay. specifically to hide <laughs> what right, he's yeah, doing <laughs> <laughs> to hide what he's doing so it's like pretty good blocking but 
yeah, it is. They do do that shot a lot. <laughs> they do it a so, lot here. Yeah. And I remember as a kid, because I watched these in order when they came out. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> like, why do they keep doing that? Right. But otherwise, that's that's a that's a stupid complaint. Otherwise, it's just a gorgeous show. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool art style. And it's like, and it's even though it feels a little stiff in this first season, it's it's like all forgiven because the show is so driven by the dialogue. And, uh-huh. it, and it still looks good, even though it's like not particularly dynamic animation. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. You guys, any other thoughts on Mole Hunt before we move on to 102? Uh, I wrote something that, um, I, so this is when I first started watching. Obviously, it was the first episode. I don't know if I agree with this by the by the last episode, but I'll just read off the exact thing I wrote. I said, it's hilarious to hear Jerry's voice come out of a character who doesn't suck with this new context. <laughs> yeah, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> Cyril kind of does suck, though. Yeah, 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 he does. I didn't realize. Yeah. I forgot Cyril sucks. <laughs> um, I was thinking that too. It was so funny because we just watched Rick and Morty, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that this was like this. This was before Rick and Morty. Like he, like I right. knew him as Cyril way before Jerry. I did too. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I kind of forgot about. I like kind of forgot about Cyril. It all comes back as soon as you start watching again. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, they're so is... distinct to me. Totally, like, they're I don't, so. I don't that's another thing. Yeah. I wasn't uh, thinking about Jerry really. Yeah, Archer and Bob are like that too. Like I, I was, was watching, it, and I'm like, thing. I yeah. just don't hear Bob. Like, and I don't know how I don't hear Bob, and I don't hear McGurk either. You know what I mean? I like, don't hear. Yeah. <laughs> he's not doing anything. It's it's oh, just John Benjamin's voice. Episode two. That's right. We'll get to that oh, in season. What is that? Four. I think that's season four. Yeah, the first one is season four. Um, which is really fun. I wish they had done more with it. Have you guys ever seen? Right. I know Tariq's seen it. Mikey, have you ever seen? There is an animator who made. He used Bob's Burgers footage and animated his own versions of the Archer characters in the Bob's Burgers style and inserted them into Bob's Burgers and used dialogue from Archer to make a short Bob's Burger Bob's Burgers Archer crossover in the Bob's Burgers animation style and it is that sounds cool seamless like and I think he got a job on Bob's Burgers because of how good it was yeah (laughs) yeah um it's really awesome highly recommend checking that out uh to you and anyone listening who hasn't seen that that is uh really really cool um all right should we do go on to 102 let's do it Wait, let I me love see. Are there any jokes that I want to reference? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, run, run from, off some uh, jokes. Because there's so many jokes. I that's mean, how you get Ants' classic. Uh, oh, that's how you so get good. <laughs> one, of, one of the ones I really like is when uh, he, he goes and talks to Cheryl, and she's like, you stood me up. Like, what happened? And he's like, oh, uh, did you see Brian's song? Same thing pretty much happened. I helped a guy with cancer. I helped a guy with cancer. <laughs> It's also in that delivery, like the way he's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's like the pause, like voice cracks. When he says yeah. It. yeah. Help guy with cancer. <laughs> I also had so to look good. up because there's a joke I never understood is when he would say Johnny Bench called. Oh, yeah. Did I didn't get that what joke that either. Means? No, I had no idea. So I looked you? it up. I looked it up on like Urban Dictionary and this is dirty. Uh, it's a way to infer that a woman has an old worn out vagina. The wow. full phrase is Johnny wow. Bench called. He wants his catcher's mitt back because Johnny Bench was a baseball player. Oh. So it was like when he says it to Mallory, he says Johnny Bench called. Such an interesting joke to call back a couple times in an episode and expect people to yeah. know that reference. Right. Expect yeah. people to know it. <laughs> Another one that, that, I, that I didn't know, 
back when it originally aired is when he says, try the diner. Obviously, you're into Greek. Get it? <laughs> I don't get it. Which <laughs> So Greek refers to anal. I didn't know that. What the <laughs> no idea. I, these are deep cuts on Archer. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I guess so, um, it's like I'd watch it. and I just go like, yeah, I guess this show's smarter than me. It sounds right. funny. And that, honestly, the I guess that you're. It's obvious that you're into Greek joke is an example of a joke that I like involuntarily laugh at just from the timing. Like the timing is so mm-hmm. good in that joke, even though mm-hmm. I like I don't get what that means, but it's funny because Archer's timing is perfect. <laughs> uh, and the whole it. ping pong paddle <laughs> fetish is hilarious to me too, dude. Yeah. Especially when they start explaining it <laughs> when they explain why that happens it's really funny also um, oh, notice the, that there's a oh i was i was just gonna say the um the cut the cut away with the with the dog with, with the pug <laughs> is really funny in this oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a receptionist who is not a character in the show going forward remember like when he walks into isis and she's like swear to god oh. mr archer i got hr on speed dial that's Never right. Comes back. She's in the second episode with no lines. She like gives him a glare, but then she's just never, never returns. Right. Yeah. They just focus. Unless on it's all like season eleven. Maybe through. I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe they're back. We'll find out. We'll find out as we go through this whole show. All right. Training day. One hundred two. Training day. This is the episode where Mallory forces Archer to train Cyril as a field agent, which is a really good premise for a second episode. <laughs> it's really good. Um, I like. I really like this one because a it puts Archer and like Archer and Cyril's weird rivalry at the forefront, and also Cyril and Lana's problematic relationship at the forefront, and also the fact that Cyril and Lana like through Cyril and Lana's relationship we learn so much about Archer and how she fucked up Lana's he fucked up Lana's insecurities about relationships through their mm-hmm. relationship. Um, it's just like really smart. It's a really smart uh, episode premise to like reveal all of this stuff about these characters uh, pretty effectively. Um, Mikey, how do you feel about training day? Um, I, I mean, I love it. I, I truly don't dislike any of any of these episodes in the first season. Right. I don't think um, while it's not, well, it's not, re- not one of my favorites. I mean, there's so much good stuff in it. Like I think the car chase is so good and it's so tastefully done like on its low budget like there was a there's one shot where it's like through the rear view mirror and it's on um it's on archer and and, like the the car is shooting at them and then the mirror gets shot and it flips over to cyril oh yeah that shot was pretty mind-blowing to me like i love that shit um and I, i like that this one continues to be about you know like office stuff and you get like um there's more archer and woodhouse and archer's apartment um so it does yes. kind of take it to slightly new places um and it's just uh packed full of great jokes yeah no doubt i also like i love like lana tracking down the loose threads of cyril's lies <laughs> like, scatterbrain hey, jane scatterbrain jane oh hey God. jane <laughs> Getting a snack. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So Getting good. a tampon. Yeah. <laughs> also, Aisha Tyler as Lana is just she's so so good. Great. Such a great Incredible. performance. I mean, career best uh, work from her. Yeah, and she works a lot. She does work a lot. I like. I just like. 
I Lana is such a good character and she's so, so, so funny. Um, yeah, Jeff, she pro- has, like, uh, one of my favorites. She, she has one of my favorite reads in this whole episode. Uh, in the, uh, I think that's the cold open where, um, where like, it's pretty obvious that she like finds Archer attractive and Cyril's like, Lana, she's like, huh? What's up, buddy? <laughs> yeah. hey. what's up buddy there was one i guess we missed it she she has so many good deliveries like that um this was actually in the in the previous episode but it was like when she gets the call that someone broke into isis and she has to go and then cyril's like but it's stir friday and she goes hooray <laughs> god she really is so good and just like her signature yep is like it's yeah good yeah yeah time. i love that too yeah I love that and just too. the amount of times people tell each other to shut up in this show just constantly <laughs> right. telling people to shut yep. up that's true um i do uh, i the do cold really, open, though, uh, go ahead oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say up and away like shit. I was just gonna say that um I do really like I said I do really love Lana. Um I do think it's worth pointing out that even though I know because I've seen more of the show afterwards, I do think it's worth pointing out that early on Lana kinda falls into that angry black woman trope that is kinda mm-hmm. uh normal. But I'm saying that like maybe as somebody who uh as somebody who hasn't seen the rest of the show as somebody who has seen the rest of the show you know that lana has more nuance and right like, this is just the first season and everything like that but yeah. i did think it was kind of worth noting out because i was watching it, and i'm like they do kind of in, the, in, the, in these first few ones her only emotion is angry for a while that's uh, fair yeah and it's funny but yeah. you know like also, she does she's also does surrounded become... by so many idiots that it feels kind of justified right but that is that is true and important to point out but uh but yeah it does like obviously lana is like a huge part of the show for all 11 seasons and uh there's like a lot a lot to her character which is good right good that they didn't just <laughs> keep keep doing that for for 11 years um what, I love uh, that the, uh, the, the cold open uh, of this episode like really illustrates Archer's character in terms of being like a fool who kind of stumbles into saving the day, you know? Yeah. Like he was not aware of what was going on and yet he still emerges like the super spy who who saves the world, you know? Exactly. Right. He is he he is he is like on paper completely incompetent but he just does everything perfectly like every even even when he's wasted he just gets it all done um is yeah, he ever not per- wasted fair yeah maybe, maybe <laughs> um i uh one of my favorite moments is so when when archer's training cyril and he and he slingshots ice at him and he pulls the call curl over. right yeah 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 <laughs> I love I, I love that he's like yeah Cyril like that was the right <laughs> that move. That was totally ninja. <laughs> I like that she got mad at Archer and not Cyril though. Like I was waiting for her to flip one yeah, Cyril. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then uh, and then I like how like Woodhouse fetches the rug as though that has happened before. <laughs> like, <laughs> fetch a rug. Fetch a rug, sir. 
Um, there's some great yeah. jokes in this one. Uh, a yeah. couple that I wrote down. Um, when Ciro's like, do I get to learn karate? He's like, karate? The Dane cook of martial arts? Oh, I wrote that too. That's so funny. That's so funny. I wrote that down too. <laughs> oh, God, man. And so this, is a, this is a good Lana one too, which, which, is, which is a lot. Um, but it's at the end of the episode when, uh, of course, she's like super mad at Cyril and in order to, to make it up to her, he has to go into the the store run by the nice Korean lady and get the nastiest barebackiness, hard dickiness, ball slappiest interracial porno in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a good delivery. And I love that all of those adjectives ball slappiest is an incredible. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. They bring it back later. I, uh, I think they bring it back in another episode. I think they says, do ball too. Slappy sex. <laughs> um, God, so good. This episode also has one of my favorite final final beat jokes, which like obviously mm. we didn't even talk about that yet, but how how perfect for at least these first two seasons, those the final beat jokes of the are, are always so fucking funny where you're just laughing into the credits. And this really? one is uh is afterwards when when uh what's her face wakes back up and takes and steals archer's car and he's talking about something else and he goes oh no my rug my rock. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so good <laughs> oh man this one uh mallory has uh she says something it's like okay so this is one thing i noticed while watching it's like i didn't Obviously, as a kid, I probably wouldn't pick up on it, but I didn't realize that Mallory's like a racist, and she she's there's like a lot of stuff like that in this. In this episode, she says immigrants drive around listening to raps and shooting all the jobs. I don't know <laughs> what the hell that means. <laughs> and they they yeah. call that back at least uh, at least one more time in season two. The whole like immigrants, like she, and then right. she has like a new line after that. What was was it in this one where she says something so nonsensically racist where where Archer just laughs and goes, I'm going to let you think about the logic there for a minute. It was like why she changes the labels on her on her medicine. Oh, yeah. On her medicine. Because, because the, the so that they, so that the help doesn't steal it and they can't. And also, oh, they yeah, can't that's a couple of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so ridiculous. <laughs> Um, you guys got any other jokes or, or thoughts on training day before we move on? Uh, uh, call the kettle black. And did she just call me? She just pulled a race card on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> oh, man. I do think uh, the, the, the Archer um, Mallory stuff is really interesting. And this is the first instance. This episode has the first instance that showed us, shows us that like Woodhouse practically raised archer um right and yeah it's, it's like there's this is the first like flat i think there's like a flashback or something like that to it in this one uh that indicates that um but i thought that was worth pointing out yeah this first season mm -hmm. does a lot of like short but but important flashbacks showcasing like archer's pretty sad childhood and the fact right. like like he gets shipped off to boarding school in kindergarten you know it's pretty fucked up um yeah all right well, let's move on to 103 diversity hire uh this is one where isis hires a new agent uh because they've lost a bunch of agents to death 
and they need to meet diversity requirements. So they hire Conway Stern, who is black and Jewish. Um, my, I, (laughs) one of my biggest laughs in the season, there's the scene is really funny, but it's after the locker room scene when Archer goes to complain to Pam about it. And he says, he touched my penis with his penis. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Um, This is a, this is a really funny episode. How you guys, how do you guys think about this one? I like this one a lot. Yeah, I, I, this is one of this is one of my favorite ones of the season. Uh, okay, I do like that. Uh, I thought it was funny that um, I think that was Mallory that calls Lana blackish. I thought that was oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, when Conway uh, when Archer's trying to think of an insult, and Conway says, "You could have just said Sammy Davis Jr." <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. is crazy. That's a good recurring gag where he he thinks of the better burns on himself than the people right. who he's like he's, he's I love that. I mean that's like it's like it's playing on the James Bond thing and like making it's sort of like the postmodern twist on it where they're constantly calling out that they have to make a joke about something like even Lana mm-hmm. in this episode is like, I had something for this or whatever. Right. And then he's like, was it, you don't get off the hook this easy. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah and then Archer's like, yeah, he's good at those. It's like, it's, a, <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's a part of the job description of being a spy in this world. It's like, you have to have good one liners. <laughs> it's a whole part of it. Um, also, Cheryl is so fucking funny in this episode. Oh my uh, God. This, She's another instance of the perfect pause. The perfect pause, which is a problem or a blessing. Blessing, yeah. <laughs> so good. A problem. A problem. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Um, Cheryl is an insane character. She's so funny, but obviously she's like... <laughs> He's got some problems, but uh, that last beat is so funny too. And she's like, holds up the like, she holds up the thing that looks like a pregnancy <laughs> test X. and like a pen with a sticker on it or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so I like good. the I like the the beat even before that when uh after um when Conway is like, I think he I don't know where they are, what closet that is or whatever. He's walking out and she just says. Oh my god! I hope I'm pregnant. Like that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's taking it. She wants to take a pregnancy test, but she's doing it online. She's taking. Right. It's taking it's <laughs> I want to know right now. <laughs> that's also another funny thing, though. Is like this show clearly takes place in modern day. They have the internet, but but all of the devices and things they use are old look are old school looking. Which which right. I love aesthetically. I love I it. Mean, aesthetically. It is sort of it is sort of a running gag where it does it sort of takes place out of time, you know, because right. like the KGB exists and it's like right. such a sixties mm. vibe, but then they'll have, you know, obviously newer technology sometimes. Right. Uh, I guess it's sort of the like you know, never knowing where Springfield is is like never knowing when Archer takes place. Right. right. True. <laughs> yeah. And it's like even when they have newer technology that can do like modern things, it's coming out of devices that look old school. They just look like old school spy devices. You know, you have a lot of mm-hmm. like the the radar screens, the like old like the old graphical looking radar screen type of stuff. Um, yeah, it's cool, though, but it's like such a good aesthetic for the show. I love that. I love that vibe for it. Even like all the cars and stuff look old school. Yeah, uh, all right. it's pretty great. Um, I also just love <laughs> at the end after he gets his hand 
pulled off and he's he's flying away on the helicopter he goes you haven't seen the last of conway stern which is not my real name <laughs> Dude, conway is rad like he's awesome like he's so I cool. and i can't well oh, actually oh that's really stupid of me okay i wrote in my notes i can't remember if we see him again but he's in our theme song, so we obviously see him again. That's right. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's that's not, like season seven. It's not or until like it's not until like way later because I remember oh. like watching seasons two and three and being like, they really should bring back Conway. They left that wide open. But right. I guess that's sort of right. sort of common where they'll let um let the villains get away, and it's like maybe they'll come back. You know, right. maybe. But then you have characters like Barry who comes back so much over the first few seasons where it's like, it's I kind know, of surprising. I love that Barry. You love Barry. <laughs> <Barry's great>. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Can't wait uh, to talk about Barry. <laughs> I know. What's his first episode again? He's in job offer. Is that his first, first just... one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, um, yeah. I think so. Great episode. Great episode. All right. Uh, you guys, any other thoughts on uh, on diversity hire before we move on? Any good jokes? Any other uh, thoughts on? I got I got two things. Uh, number one, this is the first danger zone. Uh, first danger oh, zone. I wrote that down too. Yeah. Right. Which um, honestly, like honestly, I I mean, this is spoilers for later, but like, it's I love when that pays off in season five because they have the actual like they do like oh a bluegrass yeah, cover in Archer Vice of Danger Zone. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's so good. Don't they get Kenny uh, Loggins on I, the show? I think I think, I think they so. literally <laughs> have Kenny Loggins yeah. do it. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I also just want to yeah. mention the 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 yeah. like the kind of action parts of this episode which are done pretty cheaply but pretty cool like when Archer is uh meeting the guy and then and then it cuts back up to Conway shooting uh, the assassins. Oh, uh, yeah. The way it just like cuts back to Conway and then back to Archer and they're all dead around him. You know, it avoids right. the actual violence. Right. right. Which is really smart. And uh, yeah, it's really well, really well done, really well framed. I also love how fucking mad Archer is that his shirt got blood all over it. In that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care that he doesn't care about any other aspect. About of that. Care those people are dead. Dude, yeah. That's care. well, that's a, that's another example there of like, of him just being a narcissist. Like even when uh, I can't even remember what Conway says, but something related to the mission and that like before it's too like, Oh, I think he says, grab the thing before it's too late. And then Archer's like, it's already too late. It's soaked into the fibers or whatever. Like, right. so <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Um, all right. We should move on to one Oh four. Unless you guys got any last thoughts. Wait, this last, this last joke that I thought was hilarious just cause I've never yeah. heard it before. Yeah. Uh, when uh, Lana is going to Mallory about Conway and she like calls her racist and stuff like that. And Lana says, I'm black. And she's like, I'll put it back in the deck. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I've never heard put it back in the deck before. <laughs> I love that. I it, worked, it worked so well because somebody already like referenced the race card specifically right. as like an expression. So like, oh, deck. put it back in the deck. Put it back that's in such the a deck. like, and that's such a, and that's Mallory, right? Mallory delivered yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. That's such a like Jessica Walter, rest in peace. One of the. Yeah, man. It, it sunk in mid season. I was like, like i completely forgot for a second like god she is just a like legend a absolute legend like in I, I mean obviously she's done so much of her career but for me growing up it was arrested development and this and and both shows she gives just such 
incredible comedic performances. Like it feels like every line, no matter how funny, is made funnier by Jessica Walter. She is like that freaking good. Um, yeah, and it's a shame. I'm I'm very curious because I I heard that they maybe had finished recording season twelve already, so we might get one final season of Mallory before okay. uh, before we don't have any more. But I'm curious how they'll handle it in show. It feels it feels like if they keep doing the show, they would probably kill her in universe. It would. I feel like that would make sense for. I can't see them not doing that. Like right, that would have to. It'd be, be tough. Like, I mean, you could do some interesting I mean, stuff with Archer if you do do that. Oh yeah, like his character. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I don't even know where all the characters are at by now. So, right. so who cuz I know like like season 7 like Cyril is in charge, you know. Uh, right. Cuz he's all of a sudden a great agent, right? Like he's like Well, it's like, <laughs> well, well because they lose the spy agency and right. and then they oh, start they became the private, private investigators. Investigation and it's the biggest agency. That's right. And they oh we didn't we haven't even talked about ISIS we haven't even talked about the fact that I this know is, the ISIS nuts. of it all that, they, that they're <laughs> called nuts. ISIS they constantly say ISIS yeah and it was probably what four or five seasons in was it like in season four where they finally were like maybe when like yeah. ISIS became a thing in real life and they were like well right. we can't use that anymore and they lit they make yeah. a big deal out of like pulling down the ISIS signs and carrying them out yeah of the it's building. like in the <laughs> background somebody's like taking it out yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but that is why ISIS is a ISIS is a cool name that it you know, is a was cool name by uncool people. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if it's unpopular to say, but I'm going to say it. ISIS is not cool. <laughs> cool name. There though. we go. Wow. Damn it. Sure. Now our, our podcast is pissing off ISIS. Now we piss off so many people. <laughs> You're right. ISIS sucks. Fuck. Fuck ISIS. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Film, no, sorry. Uh, um, all right. Should we move on to 104? Killing, killing Utney. Is that his name? Utney? Utney? I think so. Yeah. Mallory hosts a dinner party in an effort to secure a new weapons contract from a, uh, what is he, like a, like a UN chairman or something like that? Um, yeah. This, uh, my favorite part of this episode is kind of a bottle episode. It all pretty much takes place in one place. I guess there's a couple of rooms, yeah. like a couple things going on, but um, I really, I really like the rival assassins. I feel like I like that. They gave them such weird specific quirks. <laughs> like obviously she was pretending to be pregnant for the role, but like, she's so into the pretending <laughs> being to be pregnant. Thing. My condition. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, how do you, what do you guys think about this one, Tariq? What do you think about this episode? Uh, yeah, like I said before, there isn't, isn't an episode of the season that I don't like. And I do, I do really like this one. Uh, I do remember. Um, oh, one thing that I noticed while watching is that this is the episode that uh, that made me realize it. Archer has a lot of that uh, Bender esque insecurity uh, going on with him in his characterization, and just like him pulling up and then everybody's kind of like together and like Woodhouse is even with somebody and he's like what the f-? like all right I gotta go do something now <laughs> like true um and, and yeah he's he's obviously we talked about it been very narcissistic and then like when mm-hmm. he gets his when he when his date shows up and she's invested in in Utney instead of him he's so insecure about it the whole time he's so right jealous. yeah yeah um I love that this is like like a classic like tv trope premise you know like the dinner party 
right? Right. The, the dinner yeah. party where everything goes wrong, but it has that whole spy twist where there's like the assassins uh, who are supposed to fake the assassination, but they're real assassins. And so it's like twisty. Right. Uh, I really enjoy that about this episode. We get our first Krieger line in, in, in this one where Is he's that, talking um... about his, uh, his sex robot or whatever that, that he made. Uh, and then he's like, oh, and the yeah. best part is that it's learning. <laughs> it's learning. Krieger is so funny. Um, mm-hmm. Was there a subplot happening with other characters elsewhere? Or is that, um, or was he at the party or was this probably, just a different party? Episode? I didn't write it down. I didn't either, but I assume there was some kind of B story. Yeah. But everyone um, was there, I guess. Was Krieger at the party? Maybe not. Maybe it was before the party. Yeah, maybe it was before because they talk about they talk about the plan and the party before they go to the party. So maybe it was in the office before that. Oh, I just, um, I just realized while we're talking about Krieger, I just realized what I have in my notes. I wrote uh, Fisty Roboto. Oh that, yeah, that's 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 Fister, part of Fister that Roboto. line. Fisto Roboto. I call it Fisto Roboto. <laughs> That's crazy as hell. Oh, <laughs> Krieger is so funny. Um, the other thing I noticed in this episode, so the end of the episode, after obviously Anya dies, they don't didn't want that to happen, and uh, and then they go to they go to pin it on Trudy Beekman, um, which I always oh, laugh Trudy about. Beekman. I always laugh about the 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 Mallory Trudy Beekman rivalry because again, it feels a lot like. The Arrested Development. Um, what's her name? Arrested Development. Um, Lucille too. Lucille. Then Lucille too. Lucille. And so in Arrested Development, yeah. Tariq, if you haven't seen it, Lucille, mm-hmm. who is Jessica Walter's character, she has a rivalry with another person named Lucille, who's played by Liza Minnelli, and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> which is great. But like they, it's very similar vibes where like they, she's got this ongoing like feud with Lucille too. She very much resents Lucille too, and it feels a ton like this whole ongoing Trudy Beekman thing. Um, yeah, I mean, right down to her, her, like yelling through the walls. I don't think we right. ever, we never meet her, but she's referenced in several episodes. That's so. There funny. was, I remember seeing like a Q and A with Adam Reed, that, where someone specifically, I mean, I guess credit to just a fan of the show, who who said like, if Trudy Beekman were to ever show up, you should have Liza Minnelli voice her. Yeah, and Adam Reed's response was like, "Yes, that's been long in the works before this moment right now." <laughs> <laughs> that a good idea. I love that. That's so good. Oh man! And also, like the ending, because because yeah, pinning it on Trudy Beekman. That whole final scene we see through the crack of her door, where we don't yep. even see any of the characters, which is another was... just like probably a budget thing. I, I specifically wrote that down and it's and it's also though like the way they cut all the dialogue and did and then they did minimal animation like when they start the fire you see the fire flashing through the crack so like there's mm-hmm. su- there's stuff happening in there but like that scene works even without seeing anything like you you yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. you can see everything that's going on even though you're not seeing a single thing uh, and that must have saved a bunch of uh, time and money uh, for that uh, final sequence but it, it worked really well it's really but that's really the point impressive. right like when you do uh bottle episodes is to kind of save resources right i mean like uh do it faster so yeah they they definitely took advantage of that there with that visual no doubt uh you guys got any other jokes or thoughts on killing utney before we go into uh honeypot 
I, w- one joke I really like is uh, is when Archer's going, help, help. And they're like, what's wrong? And he's like, no, I was addressing you as help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's so Archer. I love that. Oh, man. <laughs> um, did, so did everybody just fall for a game of Russian roulette with a full clip? Like, is that what that joke is supposed to be? Where uh, everybody's just kind of shot in the head? He was like, I didn't think they would actually fall for that. <laughs> oh, Wait, I don't which know. part was that? It's, uh, I don't remember the lead into the cutaway, but it was something along the lines of uh, how Archer saves the day all of the time by accident. Uh, and, um, oh, right. and it's just this shot of just a bunch of people. There's like a round table. And they're all just like, they're all shot in the head and they're just sitting down, like they're all sitting down and they're all like faced on the table. Then the camera spins around and you see Archer with the gun. He's like, I didn't think they would fall for that. It's like, so did they, did they, did he think that they were playing, did they think they were playing Russian roulette right. and it, just, it was just a bullet every time? <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, I'm almost like, <laughs> is the joke that, that there were like more people at the table than there were bullets in the gun or something? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> But that's why, so if they're if it was a full clip, why would they all be shooting themselves? Right, that's what right. that's exactly. what I was. That's I what I'm like, what going. are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, that gag just flew right by me. I have to like watch it yeah. again. That's the thing. That's the thing. The show is so quick. Like the jokes are so fast that like it's. I feel like you could rewatch. I could rewatch this season again tomorrow and catch tons of new stuff that I missed this time. Because uh, you're probably laughing over jokes because they're so mm-hmm, tight. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I good. rewatched a couple of these episodes actually. Nice, rewarding on rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to 105 Honeypot, which is a really very funny episode. Uh, it's the one where Archer runs the runs a honeypot operation on a Cuban agent, which turns out to be to retrieve his mother's sex tape from blackmailers. <laughs> um, man, I think so. One of the things that I love about this episode is that there are like three new guest characters that are great in Ramon and then Charles and Rudy played by Thomas right. Lennon and Ben Garrett, um, who are all and Ramon all is played hilarious. by Ron, Ramon is played by Ron Perlman, which right. is right. And I never, I didn't know that. I, I, you can't tell. <laughs> you can't hear him. Yeah, yeah. I don't hear him in that at all. That's wild. Um, what a crazy guest cast for like the fifth episode of Archer. You know, <laughs> that's pretty wild. Um, Thomas Lennon and Ben Garrett are always obviously so funny. They're like great improvisers and, and comedic actors. They were on on Reno 911 and they write a bunch of movies together, make make a great living writing family films. They wrote all of the Night at the Museum yeah. movies together. Um, it's but, really uh, weird how they're like their their comedy stuff is so good and they it's like a totally different tier of quality for like the stuff that they write the like, right. Really like junky studio family films that they put out constantly. Yeah. And it's very much though. Like a, it's a conscious thing. It's like, we, we specifically write these family movies that will appeal to a broad audience that like studios will put out and a bunch of people will go see over holidays and shit like that, you know? And, uh, and they've like they really, really figured great it out. screenwriting book. Yeah. What is it? What is it called? How to write, it's how to write movies like, um, for fun and profit, but with fun right, crossed yeah, out writing movies, writing <laughs> movies for fun and profit. Yeah, I have it up there. Nice. <laughs> it's, I'm not going to plug yeah. it because they didn't pay me. <laughs> but um, if you want to write movies for profit, check it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're uh, 
they're really, really smart dudes, really funny dudes. Obviously, Reno 911 is a very funny show and they give great performances in it. Um, and Thomas Lennon has like a legendary voice and he's just he just pops up in everything like his voice. You, you'll I I, mm-hmm. I dare you to name a cartoon that he hasn't been in. Like, I'm sure he's just <laughs> been in everything in some guest role. Yeah. Um, but man, this is a fun episode. I like the, the gay stereotype. Archer is so ridiculous <laughs> it's i love that yeah. they have the two guys just tell them you're being a cartoon character right. <laughs> like this is unrealistic <laughs> yeah it's uh like archer's perceptions of what being gay is are so so wrong that he is right. just oh, yeah. yeah he is just like he's just totally completely embarrassing himself <laughs> it's it's uh, one of the things i love so much about this episode is that I mean, the thing about Archer, I mean, obviously it's a show about a guy who's like a misogynist and a homophobe and just like the worst. Um, and like, I do think sometimes the show is a little too comfortable with like casual gay panic humor. And like right. this episode, like really interrogates his homophobia. And right. I also think going beyond this episode that Archer, like really, you, you see so much growth and evolution on that issue specifically like right. take like Pam, like there's so much humor in this first season about how Pam has sort of closeted feelings for Lana or she's, you know, that's kind of uh, all she is for a good portion of it. Right. Yeah. And, well, and eventually she just becomes this like, like fully pansexual character. And even in, in, in dreamland, season <laughs> Pam eight, she plays a male character. <laughs> Uh, pansexual. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but she plays uh. a male character in dreamland and the show just you know doesn't make a thing about it you know oh, and then yeah. also we get our first appearance from ray gillette uh voiced by adam reed right. who becomes a main character on the show uh, yeah and he probably and, still shows up to play ray i would imagine even though he's not writing the show anymore yeah yeah maybe so good question yeah but but in t- i i do think specifically on on its relationship to you know lgbtq issues like the show there's a lot of growth over the seasons um but this is a a a fun start to sort of just call it out i mean it does still sort of flaunt some some stereotypes while it's commenting on them um right but Mm -hmm. but i really appreciate like the final scenes with archer and ramon um dude they're so good yeah 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 no, I, lo- I love it's just all that stuff. Funny as hell. The the payoff of Archer and Ramon's like friendship at the end and like their chemistry and their dynamic is so good because like obviously the whole episode Archer's just being completely embarrassing to the point where Ramon's like go away you're you're very embarrassing. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and I love that. I love that Archer is basically trying to at first he's seducing him for the mission, but then pretty quickly he's seducing him because of his like damaged ego that he exactly. right, he's been rejected, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's so insecure that this guy doesn't want to sleep with him that he actually gets deeply into the idea of seducing him. <laughs> he's like right. he's like I need to, I need to do this to prove I can do it. Um it's great and uh yeah and then and then like obviously i fucking love 
Charles and Rudy hanging out with Woodhouse and like get buying him new clothes oh, and so everything. Good. It's and, rad, like, and, yeah. and the the cutaway of, of Archer throwing all Woodhouse's clothes off of the balcony. <laughs> oh, dude, and and the fact that they that they do that again when the, when it's like just treat them how you treat women, and then it cuts to Archer doing <laughs> that to Cheryl. <laughs> it's a it's a perfect it's perfect because it's it's both a callback and it enlightens like that exact scene. Like like, like I said earlier with the with how the the cutaways are mm-hmm. all always add to the moment at hand but this is an instance of like that perfect archer writing where it's not only adding to that moment at hand but it's a funny beat and a callback <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just so mm-hmm. efficient the show's so efficient oh so good i do love uh, the i guess it's a well i'm not gonna say i guess it is 1000 a subplot the uh fuck mary kill thing with her on the computer lana is doing the thing oh, She's yeah. To yeah I, I think that's funny i think it i think it's funny because it's such like a non thing in comparison to what's going on with Archer. <laughs> like, but it's yeah, really it's, funny. it's, it's such a small, that's like an, the example of like the office, the, the office plot. You know what I mean? Like, what are right. we going to, what are we getting at the, at the office? And my, my favorite joke in that is when, when Lana's going through and she goes, Oh, kill. And then Pam goes, well, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> like it's a bad picture, Pam. <laughs> Um, I gotta say, I gotta say, like a thing that's like kind of disturbing is the whole thing with Krieger and Danny the intern. Oh my god, yes, is that this one? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Where, so it, where, where he like Danny the intern like experimental pills that make him gay and like oh the, like, clearly like oh, fucking he, him up and then Krieger and like him. offers each other. He was like, just means more for me and Danny, and he's like popping the pills himself. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like it's all in the background because there's that there's that opening scene, and then the next time you see him is like you just see Danny running through the office and Krieger. Right. Yes. And then the the next time you see him is him crying over his dead body. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah, that's nuts. Oh God. This is. I I think Krieger has some great stuff in this one. Like um, when. Um, they're talking about like setting up cameras in her uh, in Mallory's condo or whatever, and it's like right. the same setup I have in my van. And then Archer's like, oh, "Jesus, you still taping bum fights?" And he's like, "No, now I'm into something darker." I I love how often the show alludes to fucked up stuff without outright saying fucked up stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's like right. I, they like leaving that up to the imagination is so much funnier than him. Like saying yeah. something horribly fucked up. You know? Absolutely. And, um, yeah, they do. And they do that. Like it's kind of, it's kind of the same. It's almost the same sensation as like when the stir Friday joke, like what the fuck was stir Friday? It's fun. It's mm-hmm. almost funnier just knowing that he had something else that wasn't stir Friday. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> uh, <laughs> man. Um, I also love the, the, this is another final joke beat that I love is, uh, is so Ramon. So like they blow up his, his mom's apartment and then he's like, but the, uh, the bedroom was untouched and and Ramon thinks he's like propositioning him. I'm listening. Yeah. And he goes, and then Archer just starts laughing. goes, (laughs) Woodhouse, he's still tied up. (laughs) Probably dehydrated. (laughs) And they just cut cut away. (laughs) That's so fucking terrible. But yeah, it's awful. (laughs) He treats him so bad. 
uh, John Benjamin's delivery of like of like choking down laughter as he says probably dehydrated <laughs> is such a Dude. good. <laughs> Oh God. Woodhouse actually has a re- a really great line delivery earlier in the episode when Mallory is and Archer are sitting like on the patio like and she's giving him the mission or whatever. Um, and then Woodhouse comes in and is like, sir, the stolen lemur bit one of your prostitutes in the face. And she says she can't go to hospital because she's, quote, tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> Woodhouse is the best. He is so. He is. I love Woodhouse. He's, also, a, he's a great. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He passed they, away, and he still like appeared in the show afterwards, but he just oh, didn't have lines, I guess. Right. Um, he's such a good character, but also just like a good man. <laughs> he's he's such a good man. Right. <laughs> he's loyal (laughs) yeah he raised archer and he's like willing to do anything for him even though archer's the fucking worst (laughs) the worst yeah which episode is uh, i don't remember which one it is but the uh he's like um because i don't think i wrote it down uh so the uh the lemurs got into the pudding cup sir yeah like i said they would (laughs) yeah I was like, uh, I think, I think the first time we see Archer in this episode is him, like he's got like the uh, the catcher's mask on and like the ping pong paddle and he's oh, like yeah. in a towel, and he comes out of his room. And he's like, Woodhouse, we got any lube? At this point, even <laughs> olive oil will help me get that drawer unstuck. Because <laughs> 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 Mallory walked in, right? Oh God, it's so good. Um. Man, all right. Do you guys have any other uh, any other thoughts on on Honeypot before we move on to one oh six? No, there's I could read so many more jokes, but you know, give me, give me, give us one more. Give us one more. Yeah, let's do it. Your favorite jokes. One yeah. more that I that I like. Um, yeah. Well, Carol's fantasy about being murdered is incredible. Oh my god! I didn't write down the line, <laughs> but. Uh, like I like the spit dripping that. onto your popped out eyeball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. So fucked up. Like early, she's like, "I love the idea of being murdered. It's so intimate." <laughs> <laughs> oh god! All right. Um, one oh six is Scorp. It's called Scorpio. This is the one where Archer has to go rescue Lana from an arms dealer while Cyril gets real insecure about Lana and Archer possibly getting back together. Um, I love, I love how Cheryl and Pam just endlessly torture Cyril <laughs> about yeah, Lana and Archer in this episode. It's so, so funny. Good. It's like, I mean, it's horrible. Like, you know, you even you, you start to feel kind of bad for Cyril in this episode, but uh, God, is it funny? <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. Um, I also like the idea that. I think that's a funny idea that Lana used the undercover op as an opportunity to take a vacation. That's really smart. <laughs> that's just a funny, smart idea. Um, it's really good. Uh, what do you, how do you guys, what do you, Mikey, what do you think about Scorpio? Uh, I think this episode is really great. I think it's the most technically impressive episode so far. Cause you got like mm. the big shootout at the end. Right. Which I think is classic oh, okay. Archer where they're just like bickering about their, you know, regular human stuff while they're murdering a bunch of people. And it's like really violent. Um, I like that. It's there's a lot of references to Thunderball, the, the, the Sean Connery, James Bond movie. That's maybe a little underrated, but like the underwater 
diving stuff, the underwater right. action. And you get a lot of good stuff with um, Mallory in this one. Like you learn, you learn, you learn a lot. You learn about why Archer has his ping pong paddle fetish. It's because he used to get beat with a wooden spoon. <laughs> so specific. No. <laughs> so really specific. Um, I like that Archer Mallory lore. And then, um, and then obviously like the big Cyril Cheryl thing, like Cyril gets so insecure about Lon and Archer that he just bangs Cheryl. Um, so this is yeah. like, this is when I, like, because insecurity wasn't uh, part of Cyril's character until this episode. Before, he was just always really uh, submissive or gullible. Right. So, for at least, because like I said earlier, how I thought Cyril was a good guy, but by the end of the season, I'm like, oh no, he just—he actually kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> so before, um, it had kind of seemed like to me that he was manipulated because of his surroundings to be insecure. He was told right. he should be insecure, and that's what made him insecure. Uh, that's how I read it uh, here. Yeah, um, Cheryl and Pam. They just tortured him about it until he gave in. <laughs> it's right. it's also up. like Lana. Lana has her intimacy issues, you know, right? Probably because of Archer, and so like it's a bad to have like the serial clinginess with the Lana, you know, needing the distance. You know, it's just a recipe for disaster. Right? right? They're they're yeah. definitely not right for each other. Yeah, they pretty much outright say that Lana's intimacy issues are because of Archer in the in the first one. Mm -hmm. And they do that yeah. they do that cutaway when they're in bed together and she's like, You wanna watch some porn? And then and then oh, his mom God. calls <laughs> and <laughs> like, No, 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 put it on. I can do both. <laughs> can do what? Both. <laughs> <laughs> it it's she's it's also interracial porn. She, she's right. into white guys, I guess. She, yeah, I guess really that is the interracial I guess that is established <laughs> multiple right. times um so yeah i i also love you brought up the um underwater fight which is really cool i just like i like i like that visual but i also love the gag that cyril calls him while he's in the middle of the fight and and there the framing is just his face so you can't tell right. that he's fighting four people underwater while he's talking to cyril <laughs> and he's like i can't talk right now and they cut back he's <laughs> fighting four people it's so good um man and then they um and then this kind of this starts to doesn't this start to lay the groundwork for like the ongoing uh who is archer's dad mystery is this with uh yes space yeah it is the kgb right yeah um, with how she disappeared for nine months <laughs> and whatnot right which right which because they they just kind of say that and they move on but like when i heard that i was like wait what the fuck <laughs> like, yeah. that is very specific <laughs> right yeah um which do they ever like actually answer that i know it's like in the mm -hmm. season finale this season it like is the big quest it's like part of the plot of the the season finale but right do they ever answer there, it in the show there is a flashback with archer's dad um i can't remember if it's like season three or four but he um i guess i guess that's something we'll get to later on yeah so we'll I, get to I, it i don't even want right. to i don't even want to spoil it but the person right. who voices his dad is somebody that we both love john oh that could mm. be a number of people, but <laughs> but I have a feeling somebody that you and it's I specifically Pam. both love. 
<laughs> who we will talk about <laughs> a couple times on this podcast, probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Actually, we've already talked about, right? I brought him up. Yes, we have. Yes. Ah, you All remember. Right. I remember. Okay. I remember. No spoilers. Uh, but they should put that Oof. guy in Paddington. Um. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> now I'm even more confused. Okay. He would be, be amazing in Paddington. He would be great. Um, we'll, get, we'll talk about him later, Drake. Um, all right. Let's move on. Unless you guys got more jokes you want to talk about from Scorpio. Anything else from Scorpio? Uh, I had this joke. Uh, oh, man, I, uh, what's Buddy's name again? Uh, I don't want to say Which the wrong one? name. Is it Kruger? Krieger. 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 All right. He says, uh, every word of that sentence arouses me. And Pam oh says, I am very open to that. <laughs> <laughs> or it was like, it was like, Every single noun and verb in that sentence totally arouses me. <laughs> he also um, had that line where he's in like he like built the fort of all the boxes. I was gonna bring that he's up. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, are you addressing me? Because your authority is not recognized in Fort Kickass. <laughs> love love that joke. That's one of my favorite kicker lines of the season. That's so funny. Fort Kickass, and then the way, and also the way it's framed and blocked because it's it's a close up on Krieger for the whole thing. He's like, "You talking to me?" And then and then when he says, and when they do the pause for Fort Kickass is when they zoom out and it they show out. that he's in a fort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so funny. It's so good. It's just brilliant blocking and so simple. Like that is mm-hmm. the simplest the simplest way to tell that joke, and it like maximizes the comedy. It's so good. Um, and just like right. more dialogue play in this one. Let me just say one more. Yeah, yeah, do it. Um, like when 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 Archer is still like in the room with like all the drones, uh, which the drones are what I guess they refer to the people who work at ISIS. Um, and he like calls. He talks to Mallory on the phone and she's like wants him to get a vasectomy or whatever. Uh, and then after he gets off the phone, like Cyril's like, what did she say? And then Archer's still like, well, she's still very pro vasectomy. Like he's still like, <laughs> about his thing. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's just that cla- it's like, uh, once again, everything, everything in Archer's brain is filtered through himself. Like what is, what about right. me? Yeah. It's really funny. Uh, all right. Let's talk about one Oh seven uh sky tannic i love this episode uh this is the episode where isis is uh, goes on the maiden voyage of a luxury airship to thwart a potential bomb threat um love i love this episode i love the premise the like just like the idea of a uh, a whole episode a spy thriller set on an airship love love that premise in general you could you could throw that at me in a non-comedy situation and be like i will watch that <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean i'll very much Definitely. watch that um but also, I love the airship jokes, like like on the Hindenburg 2.0, <laughs> and when he when he smacks the cigarette out of that guy's mouth because it's gonna he thinks it's gonna explode the ship. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Archer's like, "Oh, we'll be in London in like four hours," and they're like, well, "No, twenty four hours." He's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Um, also just." Uh, all of the jokes in their tiny in their tiny living quarters that he has to share with Lana and like and yet a surprising amount of storage. <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny. Um man, this is a great, great episode. Just a great setting, so many good jokes, mm-hmm. really good character stuff. Like really like the Lana, the Lana Cyril stuff is really good in this one. The the fact that Cyril stowed away because he's <laughs> 
for his, that insecurity is now continuing to follow him. Right, um, dude, and then they they make an excuse to have uh, Cheryl and Pam also there too. Right, where right, where, right. where which is right. Where, where what was it like? You said that we were, they weren't going to take off for an hour, and then Cheryl just like I can't remember her line, but she's like, I don't know, like why would I know? Right, why would I know that? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's so funny, and then obviously, and then Cyril sleep like Cyril gets so insecure about Lana because of like what he overhears in the room and that that he sleeps with Cheryl again with Pam in the room <laughs> right Pam, Pam is like on the toilet yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pam on the toilet and it's this episode is what it it showed me this is the horniest cartoon we've watched for this show so far everybody in this show is relentlessly horny. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? That's <laughs> like, true. Literally every character is so horny. All yes. of them. Yeah. There isn't true. a straight man. <laughs> <laughs> it is everyone. And Lana, even Lana might be the lesser of all of them, but even Lana, why doesn't Lana get dressed the entire right. episode? Yeah. <laughs> Lana just does not get dressed <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. Um, I also love the joke when when she over when Cyril overhears and he's like dressed up as the like as the steward and he's bringing them fruit and uh, and she and overhears overhears her saying like my vulva is as smooth as a veal cutlet and then and then he falls here and runs away and Archer's like run after him. We're almost out of fruit. <laughs> don't even let her combat that. They just cut. Like, they just keep going. I also like when Ciro uh, is like, you're Veely Vulva. <laughs> Veely Vulva. Oh, God. Chris Parnell is such a good voice actor. He's so Truly. funny. Um, I think that we already kind of, I don't know if this is going to make the cut of the episode, but we already kind of talked about this joke. M- Emma's in Nancy is the funniest joke in this episode, I think. I think, I, think, I think that whole bomb defusal scene is like one of the best sequences in the whole show. Like I wrote that too. Status. It's incredible. And I Ray is too, incredible. It's the sequence. first time Ray really gets to shine. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just and, every part of that is funny. And it's all, yeah, it's such a, it's such a good climax, such a good climb, like in terms of the climactic sequence. Also, second episode in a row where, Archer gets shot in the foot, right? Um, I think that happens two no, episodes right. in a row. He keeps getting shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, like when when Cyril pops up and uh, Lana and Cyril push the bomb off, and they're just like very overt about what it all means. Like we're not gonna make right. it, yeah, no, yeah, Cyril. Yeah. We are gonna make it. Hooray <laughs> <laughs> for metaphor. Yeah, exactly. It's so, so funny. One thing about this episode that was interesting to me because it's in that scene as you just brought up is that I just was under the impression that after the episode cut off, Cyril and Lana had that conversation about right. uh, about everything. But it's very clear by the finale that they don't. Right. But I just thought it like it just, it just made all the sense of the world that he like because he came there to bring it up. You know what I mean? That's right. what I thought was going to happen. But yeah, and that last run. beat, like one of the last beats, is her being like, "So what? What did you want to talk about?" <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. But I am I do like that they made like honestly like this episode. The show is so episodic, but it it really 
feels like the perfect blend of episodic and serialization. They do it such does. a good job stringing these character arcs through the whole season, even though each mm. episode is very much standalone. Uh, it's great. Yeah. It's really well done. I love it. Yeah. Um, y'all I mean, have any other? To me, this is this is the the ideal Archer episode. You know, it has like a yeah. strong premise, like a blimp setting is yeah brilliant you know it's like you can imagine it in a james bond thing i don't know if maybe this was a specific reference to something that did a blimp thing right um but i love it and i love that there's like there's like a poker scene so there's like the casino type stuff and that poker scene is great like i love when he just immediately loses it is like wait we were going (laughs) we were going (laughs) i also love um so you uh you probably make all your money on tips huh (laughs) (laughs) and then he just walks away (laughs) (laughs) oh and can i say one of my favorite cuts in this episode uh we mentioned pam on the toilet like while while cyril and uh and cheryl are doing their thing and then she's like you're also making it hard to drop a deuce and then it cuts from that (laughs) to archer dropping the key into a martini the key to the suite God, they the transitions they like they do those they do really good like they do really smart visual transitions like that and like audio transitions but they also do such a good job we haven't talked about this yet but so many of the scenes will when the way they'll transition is that they'll they'll say something at the end of a scene and make it sound like the first line of dialogue from the unrelated next scene is answering the final line of right. dialogue from the yep. previous scene it just which creates the so slow yeah exactly it's it's incredible i don't know i can't think of any other show that does that it's so well it's so well executed uh love if love it's that but even if other shows do it right it's kind of like a weird uh one time thing but that's just right. what archer mm-hmm. does right like, it's that's how just they transition they scenes right what's well, so it's so economical too i feel like every scene in archer is the smallest amount of time like it's the most concise version possible like we're thrown into the Mm. middle of an argument where the conflict is very much at the forefront you know right and then it'll throw to another scene before it's even resolved you know right they do such a good job yeah when they cut in the middle of the conflict and then also make it very apparent what the conflict is to the audience even though we've missed everything leading up to it you know it's a it's very efficient really well done Love this one. Sky Tannic top. That's like, this is what one of my faves of the whole show. I'm excited to watch yeah. through the rest of it again, but uh, this has always been one of my favorite episodes. I mean, how many classic jokes are in that bomb defusal scene? Like right. you, you, you have the Amazon Mancy. I, I love, like, I love him saying the letters XS as in in excess. Like it doesn't even make sense <laughs> yeah. at all. What he says there. It or when they're, it's they're so, so fed up with Archer and he's like, read me the letters. So there's just a really long pause. He's like, you ready? I love the, I love when, uh, when Ray gets really mad because Archer said, okay. It's like, no, you're uh, supposed yeah. to say Roger. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, and then I want to say my favorite joke of the entire episode, which is which is saying a lot, is when the villain uh, is revealed and Lana goes, Captain Lammers. Nice read. Velma. Nice read, Velma. <laughs> <laughs> and the best the best thing about that, though, is like that, that he he had to have written it 
that way like that like to have that dialogue yeah, refer to it he had to have true. written it like like velma like like write right, that yeah. like <laughs> deliver this like velma. say it <laughs> yeah. as like ridiculous and exaggerated as possible right that's so good god what a smart well-written show it's so good all right let's talk about 108 the rock uh this is the one when mallory assigns archer and lana to steal a diamond from rival agency odin's biggest client um one of the few episodes that is co-written by someone else this is adam reed and Mm. apparently co-written by someone named boswell cocker very very rare that an episode has a co-writer and archer Mm. um i the first thing i wrote down in this is they do they they do a joke in here that I first learned because it's also a joke in The Simpsons, which is mm-hmm. um, that flammable and inflammable mean the same thing, <laughs> which which I, think they, which I think they bring up more times in Archer. But uh, there's an episode of The Simpsons where uh, Dr. Nick is like, I think I think it's in the episode Trilogy of Error. And uh, Dr. Nick is like something something blows up. An, an inflammable tank of something and and dr dick goes you mean inflammable means flammable <laughs> really, as a kid that is how i learned that those words mean the same thing <laughs> through the simpsons um but yeah that's pretty funny uh i is this is this the first burt reynolds mentioned this episode is the first time he starts talking about burt reynolds i think it is yeah yeah Deliberate. He's obsessed with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Archer is obsessed <laughs> with Burt Reynolds, which culminates in Burt Reynolds guest starring on the show, right? Yes, it does. Season three, I believe. Man, I can't wait to get there. Man, I love this show. I'm very excited <laughs> to keep really watching good. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tariq, what do you think about this episode? Uh, it's another really good one. Um, this one has a lot of a lot of jokes that, uh, that really make me laugh. Also, one thing I noticed, because I at least from what I remember from my initial watch of Archer years ago, um, Pam was my favorite. And so I was waiting for Pam to be normal. And this is the closest thing to Pam being normal, this episode in particular. Because, like, right. they show that uh, they show that this is when she starts to become, like, that loose cannon. You know what I mean? Like, she, like, uh, Cyril has that... It was a really weird phone, by the way. But he shows that video of her walking. And is like, guess who has breast cancer? Like, <laughs> like stuff that no actual rational person would do. Right. <laughs> but right. that's why. That's why I appreciate it. Was that that Dude. was Scatterbrain Jane? Also, right? Right. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, I don't know that they ever really do anything with Jane, but they I they bring her that. back in the season finale for a beat. Because mm. when 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 Cyril's going over all the people he slept with <laughs> and Scatterbrain oh. Jane walks by. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this episode does have so many good jokes. I One of my favorites is uh, I invented that. The tactical turtleneck. <laughs> the tactical <laughs> neck. The tactical <laughs> And then this is a joke that I remembered for years. This is one of my favorite one of my favorite jokes in the show. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes it's they're when they're like i think they're um protesting outside and he goes what's with all the bottles it's like a trailer park easter <laughs> <laughs> oh man how, who, how the, do you uh, think of that <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny the protest uh, has uh it reminded me of futurama because and Jurassic Bark fry does the what do we want? Fry's dog. What do we want it? Fry's dog. <laughs> yeah. But they do what do we want? 
unfair. When do we want it? Change. <laughs> I really, really love that whole storyline of the the ISIS drones trying to unionize. Yeah. Um, it, mm. It's I, I mean, it's really fun just because I, I love like Mallory being stuck in the elevator and them all like outside uh, in their little standoff. I also love the tech guy who doesn't really do that much, uh, who they call like a, a there's that that great scene where where Lana's like, where is the Hobbit guy? And, and are just like, the Hobbit <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think they like to be called Hobbits. Lana. <laughs> and then she's like, no, he's a he's a Hobbit enthusiast. And just like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so funny. But. But but Tariq, you're right. Pam is so funny in this, like how she's drunk mm -hmm. the whole episode. She, she, there's that great bit where where she makes Cyril like punch. Like, does she punch? He punches Jane in the stomach or something. Who did he punch <laughs> in the stomach? <laughs> right. I, I can't remember. And then and then and then he's like, geez, that's how Houdini died. And she yeah, goes, yeah, Houdini yeah, yeah. died of AIDS. And then Cyril <laughs> says, no, why do you always say that? Why do you, you need to stop saying, saying that? that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this show it's like it it always it it'll tell a good joke and then one up it and make it even right. like deeper and funnier like like yeah, the idea yeah. of like just of like of correcting that and then, then be like why do you always say always. That? <laughs> how often how many conversations do you have about it? yeah <laughs> it's so good um I I also love the whole idea of all the all the drones unionizing. I think that's especially because like in these spy things, they're the characters who are like overlooked. They ne they're never thought about. So the idea right. of like in here in season one being like, well, how they literally couldn't do any of the spy shit without them. So like obviously <laughs> like unionizing and, and getting more money makes sense. I also like tense up sometimes when I'm like rewatching something and realizing that it's about unions. And I sort of like worry about like where it's going to land on it because like. Right. I wasn't like a big a fan of the office or whatever. Or, um, but like, isn't there like some unionization thing storyline in oh, the office and then be. it gets shot down as like not being financially feasible or something. And right. So it was like the office was kind of anti-union. Right. I was like very right. happy that this ended them with the ended with them getting their cost of living adjustment. You know? Yeah. And it was like a, a, a victory for, for the drones. I love the way they did it. Right. And also, and also the, there's a great, it's a, another great pause. Obviously the show is the master of the pauses, but I love they're about to save Archer and Lana and Krieger's like, well, now's the time for us. We have all the leverage right now. Like give us, like give us our cost of living, uh, uh, our agreement, or we're not going to save your son. And then there's just a really long pause. And she goes, so what's the, what's it going to be? Are you going to give in? And then it's a really long pause. And Mallory just goes, not at the number you quoted me. <laughs> like she's still, <laughs> fighting back. she's still fighting back, even though her son's about to die. <laughs> oh my! So oh, good. dude, you know what's another good pause in this one? It, well, another good gag is is Cyril getting this tiny brown diamond uh, to propose to Lana, which everyone yeah. knows is a terrible idea. Yeah. But then he uses the diamond at the end to call for the extraction or whatever. The nerds like create a device that that uses the diamond and then i think krieger's like thank god for this tiny brown diamond that cyril had or whatever and lana's like wait cyril why do you have a diamond uh and then he's like oh uh my ear stud from college there's just this pause 
She's like, really? And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> oh gosh, oh it's, uh, yeah, it's like it's hard. You can't you can't say enough about how good the dialogue is in this show. Uh, it's the dialogue and the dialogue editing. It's just so right. so well well done. Um, you guys, any other thoughts about The Rock before we move on to Job Offer? Oh, uh, uh, we should say uh, Jeffrey Tambor returned, uh, right? As as Len Trexler is the first time we see him. Is he in The Rock or is this that in Job Offer? He 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 is in The Rock and then again in Job Offer. Oh, He's just right. on the video mm-hmm. screen because they're competing with Odin for the that's right diamond thing or oh, whatever. Okay. Right, that's right. So he shows up in this so one. First two, two characters in one season. Yeah. Because he plays Utney also in Killing Utney. That's right. He plays mm. Utney also. And yeah, I forgot about that. Um, all right. 109 job offer. Great episode. This one where Archer takes a higher paying job at Odin. This one introduces Barry. <laughs> Love Barry. Barry. Um, the rival who's basically just like rival Archer. <laughs> He's Odin's Archer. Um, right. But uh, this is like a a really good archer mallory episode like this really gets to like gets gets into the weeds of their their toxic relationship to the point where mallory burns archer which is crazy yeah yeah um my favorite line i'm pretty sure i think i wrote this down right my favorite line is after lana tells archer that Mallory burned him and he goes, that is classic her. And she goes, you're both classic her. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I wrote that down. So it's true. So, really good. Good. <laughs> so smart. Um, Mikey, what do you think about, about job offer? I know you like this one. I really love this one. I mean, I mentioned, I love Barry. Great character. Yeah. Um, and the Europe setting immediately is like really freaking cool how it starts off in the cold open with like a car chase Mm -hmm. through like the little Parisian streets or or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, am a, I'm a big fan of this one and and it's a, it's a great Lana episode too. Totally. Um, Yeah. Yeah, And they, uh, and once again, like this is, and they obviously Lana and Cyril still haven't had that conversation. But like this right. is another another one where Cyril follows Lana somewhere out of his insecurity. Like he literally yeah. gets, gets a ticket on the plane and follows her. This is when I wrote I wrote I wrote like he followed her on her flight. All right, Cyril Cyril has clear trust issues. Like this isn't <laughs> just like now it's just it's in, it's implemented into his character at this point. This is who he right. is. <laughs> There's right. no turning back. <laughs> And, you know, I also you also get the sense that it's um, it's partially like, yeah, he was made insecure, but it's also like the fact that he then has gone on to cheat on her a number of times. And so, like, it's that it's the fact that he does it and like that guilt following him that I think leads him down those roads of insecurity. He's like, well, I like I did it. So, of course, she's cheating on me, too, you know, Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's wild. I like I, I like that through line for this season, like just because it's it's literally set up in the first episode like they just like they they mm-hmm. did a really good job slow slowly building this like the the problems with Cyril and Lana's relationship and how 
as seemingly everyone else undermines it. Like Archer is constantly undermining it. And the fact that he used to be with Lana undermines it. And then obviously Pam and Pam and Cheryl undermine it. And Mallory to an extent too. Mallory's just like, she's, she's just Mallory. Right. Like Mallory undermines everyone. Um, man, Barry is also really funny in this episode. Very um, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean like the flashback to like why, Barry has the beef with Archer is because he, like he's hanging off Barry's hanging off a building and and Archer's yelling at him because he like tore his suit. Oh uh, yeah, he's like, oh, will you just help me up? And then another long pause, and then no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he breaks, it falls, and breaks his femur. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I love the uh, I, we talked about this earlier, but the shot of like they cut to Archer's new office at Odin and they do that and they sh- and it's Barry and he goes, Archer, what the hell? And he's shot in the arm and Archer's mm-hmm. standing there like with a gun pointed out. And he's like, I told you not to come in here. <laughs> <laughs> and then they zoom out and he's and he's sleeping with what's her name? Friend. What's friend- Francois? Francois. Yeah. No, no, no. No, Francois. Is, is it Francois? It's something like I, that. I, I, because Francois is like a man's name, isn't it? Right. From Bois? I don't know. It's it's some, some, from... some French oh, name. That I, I wish I could remember. Yeah. I too. love, love, love. Like maybe my favorite part of the episode is is like just how amused Archer is when they walk in on Cyril sleeping with her. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You remember? Like, <laughs> like Cyril does his hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Archer's just like, Archer's just like, oh, man. That's bad. <laughs> like with a little like, smile on his face. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah, like Archer just Archer's so entertained by the drama. <laughs> he's just yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's like cuts right into like the next scene where where he's the Pele of anal line. Right. Comes yeah. Up. Yeah. It's like Alana's complaining like about walking in on her boyfriend and he's like probably ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not coming back. That seems like the Pele of anal. <laughs> oh God. It's so good. Um, yeah. I love this episode. I think it's really funny. Yeah. I love the introduction of Barry. Barry ends up being such a fun recurring character and they take him in crazy places as the show goes right. on, um, which I'm, I'm excited to, to get to and rewatch. Um, also there's a great, there's a pretty good, like Pam being kind of a fucked up person moment where she, Mallory's crying because she burned, cause she burned Archer. Uh, and, and it's like, he's gone, he's gone. And she's just like, well, you can always like, what? Well, I was going to say you could always have another baby, but you're all dried up down there. <laughs> <laughs> Mallory's Mallory crying is so funny too. Like Jessica yeah. Walter. She, she can really it. that. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's really wailing. Um, I God. think all of that. I like the episode. This, that's what I latched on to when I was watching this one. That uh, it this one that like all of the episodes that we talked about do a lot of character work, but this one I feel like does the most character work so far. Right. And it was really interesting to me that they kind of do like a, a, a Archer. Uh, uh, Archer and his mom, like they do, like like this kind of like breakup story so early on. Um, but I think I think I think it really works, and I think it's really interesting to watch um, and try to figure out the the motives and the understandings of why they're treating each other the way that they are. 
And I think what I gathered is that, like, I don't know. It, it's been a while since I've seen this show, granted, so I might need more context. But I kind of feel like uh, Mallory feels guilty for not being around Archer a lot as a child. So it kind of validates her to feel like he needs her um, as an adult. Mm, so like, when he's not around and he doesn't, and like... He doesn't need her anymore. That's kind of what sends her through that uh, downward spiral, uh, almost. Right. That is that's an interesting read on it. All right, you guys got any other thoughts on job offer? Great. You know, Jeffrey Tambor gives a great performance in this too. That's a funny character. Yeah, oh, uh, Barry, you ass. <laughs> you ass. <laughs> Woodhouse, Woodhouse does heroin with the monkey. Yeah, that's right yeah, with the like- lemur. <laughs> That sets up his. That's right. I forgot that that starts to set up that situation. Um, yeah, like Woodhouse and Woodhouse. Obviously, like he even that is that is an interesting thing though. I'm cur- the more I think about, I'm curious to analyze the whole Woodhouse relationship because it seems like he cares about Archer because he raised him. But also in this episode, like once he's once he's not part of ISIS, he's just like not going to help him anymore. You know, um, right? So. Yeah, I'm curious what like is Woodhouse really just a perfectly dedicated like employee of the Archers Maybe. or is he like does he actually <laughs> care about Archer, you know? You know what's, what's great about Woodhouse is that I wouldn't blame him either way. Like, right. No matter which way he he looked at it, it could be that way or the other way and like I could still I could get it. Like I would understand. Um and the end the end does the stuff we were talking about earlier the callback but it does a it it's like a callback to like some other episode like uh where he's well archer says like okay i guess just pout like yeah that's yeah, early like that's not even in this episode yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And that's yeah. and i think like mikey mentioned this earlier that maybe the show started to overly rely on episodic callbacks like callbacks to jokes from earlier episodes but i really over i overall i love how the show does reward you for like watching all of it. You know what I mean? Like you, right. if, if you really remember those, those old jokes and callbacks, like then those, those jokes hit hard. And that joke I think still works even if it even not as a callback, but it's uh yeah, you know, remembering it from the other episode, it's like, ah, it's, just, it's, it just hits different. It's, and that's also another Absolutely. thing that Arrested Development was so good at. Another reason why these mm-hmm. shows kind of feel t- in tandem with each other in, in some ways. Yeah, and the end of this one too, it doesn't it end with Archer's like mangled body uh right. on the hood yeah. of the car. In a car you know, crash. Like, yeah. Like he's getting shot, he's getting injured, but like I-, I guess it's sort of like the episodic nature of it where it's not quite serialized yet, where his health just sort of resets, I guess, uh every episode. Right. Yeah. They never or, or enough time or passes. Yeah, like yeah. but he gets shot so many times, like they just yeah, ignore it. Yeah. He got shot he got mm-hmm. shot like in the knee. He shot himself in the knee in this episode, and then it was forgot about scenes later. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, he cause he cause he shoots it off the off his door when he tries to get into his apartment. Um <laughs> it's oh. uh one more yeah. gag I want to reference in this one is when he's when he's with um the the French woman uh whose name we can't remember 
and he's like weirded out by it and she's like but we are famille and he's like yeah the whole famille thing is uh, making this a little creepy <laughs> and then she's like maybe if you tried it from behind and then like the way the animation is his pants are just immediately thrown down he's like right. yeah let's try that <laughs> yeah that that is that is such a good beat um <laughs> Yeah, like it's funny because we talk about how good they are at, at like the pause sometimes, but like that, that's the opposite where it's like the faster, <laughs> the faster they yeah, get the it done, the funnier it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Should we move on to the season finale? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All Let's right. Dial. 110, dial M for mother. Um, this is the one where Archer is kidnapped by those same rival assassins and Lana confronts Cyril about all the cheating. Uh, it's kind of a weird season finale. <laughs> it's, it uh, is. Yeah, it's got a weird vibe to it. Um, and they like kind of have this underlying thing of like who is Archer's real father, but they don't really, they don't really get into it in any meaningful way. They just kind of mm, present the question. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, Tariq, what do you think about Feels the like, season finale? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You got stuff to say, Mikey. Go for it. No, just on that point. Just on that point, it feels like it's setting up like a Mamma Mia thing, where it's like, which, which of the three guys are his dad? You know? Oh my god, dude! And Archer does so many good, like, like especially after season one, they start to go to so many cool exotic locations. That would have been pretty funny if they did a mama mia thing they go to a greek island a greek island would be a great setting for archer (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) i mean he's in the greek get it i get it now (laughs) (laughs) now i get it um yeah all right Tariq. Tariq, what do you think about uh dial m for mother I like this one a lot. I um so when I was watching it, I don't know, like it just kind of felt like I was just watching Archer the whole time. Well, because that's what the hell I was doing. But it just kind of <laughs> felt like I was just watching like multiple episodes of a show, right? It felt like I was watching like Simpsons or something like that when I was watching this. But then like when we get here and they're instantly tackling different things that characters didn't talk to each other about throughout the right. whole season. It, I wasn't expecting it caught me off guard like I wasn't expecting it I was like oh shit this is literally just all season build up right. and I, th- I thought it was brilliant like I thought it was like like the way it was put together I thought it was um was just was really really good uh and this was also the episode that cemented to me that uh Cyril is trash and <laughs> I have come here with a thesis a, th- a thesis to present uh Archer is secretly about nice guy syndrome because Cyril, (laughs) the entire time Cyril presents himself as like this really, really good guy right? uh, that wouldn't harm anybody. And he just kind of, he wants to make sure everybody's feelings are intact. It's like, no, she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do this. When he's the one that does the worst Right, <laughs> the whole time, you know what I mean. Like this entire season, he's just kind of literally the worst, and he hides it. And that's what right. that's what's weird about it. Um, like Archer is that, unabashedly awful. Archer is Archer right. is awful, and it's and it's, and he wears traits. right. It, he wears it on his sleeve. Cyril mm. is is like is set up to be like the good guy who who gets screwed over. You know, the nice guy who finishes last. But it, as it turns out. Uh, Cyril's got a whole slew of his own problems and he's pretty right. fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, 
So I know you haven't seen it, Johnny, but Mike, have you seen uh, Insecure on HBO? Oh, yeah. I love Insecure. Dope. So there's... Oh, fuck, what season? I think that's the second season with uh, with Lawrence and Tasha. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence and Tasha get into that argument because he doesn't show up to the barbecue. And Tasha says... She says, you're a fuckboy. And he's like, wait, chill. And she's like, no, you know what? You're worse. You're a fuckboy who thinks you're a good dude. And that's mm. what Cyril is. <laughs> that's what Cyril is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He thinks, he thinks he's Lawrence. a good dude and he presents himself like that. But nah, it's just no. He's a fuckboy. <laughs> yeah. He fuck is boy a fuckboy. And they honestly even did a great job setting up like that. Like, because even in, in the second episode when he's like dancing with the with the call girl. And like, there's mm. even that like, there's like that little moment where where she basically implies that she can like feel how big his dick is, and she's like, "That's right. not all gun." And he's like, "No, ma'am." You know, he's like very <laughs> yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That did make me raise an eyebrow, yeah. but I kind of ignored it for a little bit. But now is it's like, right? yeah, no, that's him. <laughs> I, I I forgot that they do sort of start this joke that Cyril has like a is like well endowed, but they, yeah. they don't really Fam. call it back. <laughs> I guess that's the explanation for, I guess could be the explanation for why Lana is with him in the first place. Right. Cause like right. what about Cyril is appealing to her. Right. Know? Right. It's like, I guess, I mean, I guess in the context of the show, he's so fucking seemingly so fucking safe after Archer, like Archer that's is, a- you know what I mean? And so like Archer is just yeah. like the fucking worst and so, like, she goes in the complete opposite direction. Weirdly, I just kind of so this is going to be a funny thing to relate this to. But I just made my video about Satan in South Park and Satan does <laughs> the same thing in South Park. He's dating Saddam Hussein, who is like this bombastic, horrible, abusive oh, right. person. And then and then when they follow up the movie, he starts dating this guy named Chris, who is just like spineless, nice guy. Uh, but as it turns out, he is like sort of he's sort of. He's he's sort of nice guy syndrome too because he like in certain ways imposes his will on Satan, but in a nice way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's like, I decided we're gonna do this, and Satan's like, fuck, I don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that is that is really interesting how like obviously like it's established in the show that Cyril <laughs> seemingly has good sex with people because a lot of people start sleeping with right. him. You know what I mean? That's a good um, idea. Yeah. I do like, I appreciate that Mallory at the very least addresses the fact that everybody keeps sleeping together. Yeah. Uh, but they also <laughs> imply, I thought they, I was going insane. But they also imply that Mallory came on to, came on to Cyril. That's <laughs> right. They do the graduate thing. Uh, so I guess that actually maybe begs, maybe, okay, big brain mm. moment right here. Was Mallory actually mad because Cyril slept with someone else and and didn't sleep with her? <laughs> because did oh. she come on to Cyril and he and then he turned her down and then so Mallory her, gets her... rejected a bunch, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, but like, but the fact that they but the fact that her, the impetus of her putting in this like whole new policy was that Cyril cheated on Lana, only for them to then reveal that Mallory came on to Cyril as well is right. interesting like that's that's there's that is, is, is that related yeah <laughs> I didn't do the science on that yeah. lana's uh, whole revenge scheme in this is so funny it's probably the my favorite part of the episode yeah um, yeah I, I think that's when she like over the intercom is like if you want to have ball slappy sex with me then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and, the, and just the fact that that she like doesn't have sex with any of them and it's like you can just say that you did but they're and they pay her realize that everybody <laughs> yeah. everybody did it then they all know that they didn't right but they're still willing to tell each other that they did yeah it's so funny um like the, like there's a scene with a guy and he's like that's a lot of money and she's like not compared to rotator cuff surgery which you're gonna need after all the jillian high fives you give to all your little bros <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so funny and that pacifies um, him he's like yeah there yeah, it is yeah you're like, right <laughs> oh and then and then they and then she sleeps with pam right at the end yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 hell yeah that's, love that's that pam's arc the whole I love season that for, love that for pam it's <laughs> <laughs> great obviously oh, by man, the end I can't of the show wait for you guys to get to other to i can't wait for you guys to get to the the really good pam stuff Dude, Pam becomes so funny. Pam, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't she just addicted to coke for all of Archer Vice? Yes, it's so <laughs> yeah, funny. Like, she, gets, she gets skinny. Yeah, because of all she the cocaine coke she's doing. Oh, oh my! I can't wait. I love Vice. Oh my god. All right, we gotta. I guess. I guess we gotta cover. Maybe we do have to cover this show just straight through, or at least like six seasons off the bat. Right. Eleven is a lot. Just but, go until you can't take it. Right. But Maybe. I do want to get to Vice. Like, I'm really excited. Vice is to Vice. so funny. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I, I remember when it came out, a lot of people didn't love Vice. But I think it's I think the show benefits greatly from being binged, especially Vice, because Vice is the first yes. real serialized season. And like week to week, it feels they all like you. They feel like they should be disconnected when they're not. And so, but when you watch it all straight through, everything's so fresh in your mind that it just feels like one great big story. Mm. Um yeah, Vice is rad. I really like Archer Vice. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Um, all right, should we talk about like the season as a whole? I guess we've talked a lot about it already. We kind of just like yeah, sprinkled in so much conversation about it. But um, what a great first season of a show. What a great yeah. first season. Uh, I don't think there's a bad episode in this bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, there's n- and I can't. I like I say I've said this before, but there just doesn't feel like there's any show like Archer. Like there's not a show where the dialogue is so quick and sharp and also character building at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's just got such a good flow to its comedy. Uh, And it does these like very specific. it, It has these very specific things that it does and like devices that it uses and it uses them all so perfectly. Like the, the, the end joke beats are always so funny. The, uh, the way that they transition between scenes, like we talked about is so clever. Um, it's great. I, I'm like, when I, when I decided we were, when we decided to do Archer, I was like, Oh yeah, I haven't seen Archer in a while. And after watching season one, I'm like, I can't fucking wait to watch more Archer. Yeah, <laughs> this, right. Me too. This show's so fun. I uh, guess got any other, any, any other general thoughts on season one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I um, I'm excited because I'm in like I'm excited for you guys to talk about it going forward. And I fully plan on watching along, you know, Hell yeah. admittedly, I was editing podcasts, but I wasn't watching along with Futurama and Rick and Morty. <laughs> it's a lot um, to watch. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, getting on this season one episode and, and getting a jump start on it now, I'm like, I'm in it. So so I'm ready. And I'm pretty sure season two is my favorite, though. It's been a long time. Like some of my season two the is best so episodes. Good. Some of the best episodes, I think, are in season two. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch that myself. Uh, this this season one, I mean, so great to look back on. 
like I have a lot of nostalgia for it and just how much yeah. I loved it back then. And I was very pleased at how much it was making me laugh every single episode. Like yeah. I would belt laugh at least once per episode, you know? Same. Right. So good. Tariq, you got any thoughts on, on season one? No, you pretty much, you pretty much summed it up. It's just really, <laughs> it's just a great first season. Like I enjoyed this thoroughly. Like yeah. I didn't, and Ar- like I, I think I told you this earlier today, but Archer is just such an easy show to watch. Like, yeah, I just remember like uh, in the Rick and Morty watch, I'd be like, man, I gotta turn this off. Like, and even <laughs> sometimes it would get like that with Futurama sometimes, but that's because we were watching like twenty six in a week. But right. still, like here, it's just like I just kept letting them go, and it's just, it was it was just really funny. Like, and. What I appreciate is that there's a lot of character work too. There's a lot of stuff to uh to look at and um figure out how they react to each other and all of the characters play off uh well with each other. That's actually I learned doing this that they don't record in the same room because it just feels like they do. I was right. always under the impression that they did. And so to hear that they don't, like Man, yeah, they don't is, even... it's, it's brilliant. Like the show is just brilliant. Like, like right. they do it. They do it all in Georgia. And and like Adam Reed would like direct the actors over the phone. And like some people would be in New York. Some people would be in L.A. Like they just record wow. it wherever, you know, it's wild. That's wild. It does. It is interesting when shows when you learn that about shows like one. One thing that I learned is that um, this is not Archer related, but this is related to voice actors doing performances elsewhere. Um Raphael Bob Waxberg, creator of BoJack Horseman, I believe has never met Amy Sedaris in person. They have only done all of her dialogue over the phone because she lives in New York. And so like she did the whole show from New York and she like and, you know, she just stays in New York. She doesn't come out for any of the events or anything. But um, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's impressive how they can. It's just like, yeah, the the distance, the long distance production is very impressive to me. I will Um, say it's not a cartoon that swears, but there's a similar thing that happens on Phineas and Ferb. The guy that uh that does Ferb, because Ferb has a British accent, um, so he has a British voice actor. The guy that does Ferb, I remember Vincent Martella, the guy that does Phineas, he said, yeah, I've only met him like twice. I was like, geez, and that show was on for like 11 years. Like, that show lasted right. forever. Like, you know what I mean? The fact so that like, crazy. you only met him twice is crazy. Wild. Oh, great first season. All right. Should we do our rankings? Let's do it. All right. I'll go first. And I got to say off the bat, like, I mean, it's like, like we said, every episode is good. So like, I feel I look at this list and I'm like, man, is that really 10? But I'm like, yeah, it's just because they're all great. Right. (laughs) just because they're all great. (laughs) I feel the same way. Um, But here's, here's my list. Uh, 10, Killing Utney. 9, Dial M for Mother. 8, Scorpio. 7, The Rock. 6, Training Day. 5, Mole Hunt. Four job offer, three diversity hire, two honey pot, and one Skytanic. Yeah, well, That's me. Hey. some of our numbers match up, and I will say my number one might surprise y'all because uh, I, I don't think I said that I like liked it as much. I don't even think I had a lot to say when we talked about it. So. <laughs> uh, you want me to go? I'll go. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Let's hear it. Do it. All right. Uh, Number 10, uh, Killing Utney, right? Utney. Number yeah. 10, Killing Utney. Number 9, The Rock. Number 8, Honeypot. Number 7, Mole Hunt. Number 6, Scorpio. 
Number five, Dow M for Mother. Number four, Job Offer. Number three, Sky Tannic. Number two, Diversity Hire. Number one, Training Day. Wow, Training Day. We are all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. Like, but it does uh, but it does is, speak to how good the season is like <laughs> it's true it's like yeah. i feel like mine doesn't resemble either of yours <laughs> oh, um, okay so so here's mine number 10 dial m for mother number nine training day number eight killing utney seven diversity hire six the rock five honeypot four scorpio three job offer two mole hunt one sky tannic nice we got the same number one. So John and I have the same number are. one. And we That's both like the have only similarity. We we both have job offer pretty high. Like you had it at three and I had it at four. Uh, I had it at right? four. We, uh, we all got oh, yeah, job we all got, offer. We all got job, job offers. It's close. To, yeah, all close. I was pretty um, tempted to put Mole Hunt at number one, but that's quite a move. Like saying the pilot right. is the best one. <laughs> is the best one. Mole Hunt is really good, though. Yeah, it like is really that, good. Yeah, it's such a good pilot. If it was the 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 dinosaur version, then it's number one. That's that's where. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's re, let's all re rank to include the Velociraptor version. Um, <laughs> you guys want to pause so that you guys can watch that real quick? <laughs> yeah, we'll For come sure. back. Come back in twenty two minutes. It's a um, man, uh, it's such a good season though. Like I, like the fact that ours are so diverse and like also all of us were like, there's not a bad episode in this season. That's like right. I think it just really speaks to how good this first season is. Um. And I'm really excited to watch season two because I remember season one and two always just being like my favorites. And season three, I think, has some really I remember having some really, really good stuff, too. Uh, But I'm really just I'm really excited to go through this show again. It's been so long since I've watched it. And uh, and there's like at least three seasons I haven't watched. So I'm I'm stoked to get there. Um, Yeah, watch something tonight. I might too. Yeah. Like after talking Why about not? it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I want to watch Archer. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess that, uh, I guess we should probably wrap it up. Uh, Mikey, do I got anything to plug? You want to, you want to plug your, your socials or anything else? Plug anything? I guess I could plug my socials uh, at Mikey Yunez on Twitter. I don't really, uh, not that active, I guess. I can plug my right. day job. Um, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, working for, if you're interested in rap battle or street dance battle, um, there's this app called caffeine that has a whole bunch of shows, uh, relating to battle rap and dance battle. Um, if you go to caffeine.tv there, you'll see, a, a whole bunch of shows, a whole lot of content related to it. Uh, if you're interested in that stuff, it's pretty rad and I like having a job, so you should, uh, <laughs> check it out for, Hell for yeah. me, help me out. And also check out the Cartoons That Curse podcast produced by Michael right. Yunus. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right, yeah. Check out that podcast, Cartoons That Curse. Um, dude, this we'll, was great. We'll Thank you so much. include a link to it somewhere. Yeah, we'll link, we'll link to it in the description. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Mikey, this is great. I'm so glad you came on for this one. This is the perfect one to, to bring you on, on Mike. And honestly, like, I feel like since you love Archer so much, and if you're going to be recording these with us, you shouldn't you shouldn't be afraid in future reps to just pipe in if you have something something that would be hilarious yeah (laughs) maybe i'll do it or or i'll tell you what if i watch i'll 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 come in for the ranking too to let to oh yeah why not yeah why not um i love that that's great yeah dude thanks for coming on this is great we'll definitely and we'll definitely have you on to to do a guest on a on another uh another episode in the future um I don't know what else. I don't know what else to say. I guess I should just plug it. Thanks. Thanks 
to everyone for listening. Thanks to this guy, Michael Yunez, for producing and editing the podcast. Thank you to Carrie Feek for our artwork. Thank you to Jake mm-hmm. Neutron for our theme song. Thank you to Toonrific Tariq for being my co-host. And uh, thank you to me for being the other co-host. I'm and, the best uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, will, uh, we will be back next week with Archer Season 2. And uh, thank you very much. Bye. Yeah. End card. Here it is right here. <laughs> <laughs>